Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in. Just want to do a quick little announcement before the episode, and that is, while the conversation will continue, our drop date, so the date that we release our episodes is going to change from our weekend time frame to Tuesdays. So keep on the lookout for more episodes, weekly drops, but again, it'll be Tuesdays going forward. Thanks. I hope you enjoy the episode. Bear with us. You'll see why. All right. Much love. Every time, man. You know what inspired that, right? I, well, yeah, I know what inspired that. What episode? What episode? <laughs> that was episode two, my it friend. Was. Episode was. two. It was the fucking recorder. And uh, and I think everybody remembers that who deserves a medal and who doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> We're in a culture. I get a participation trophy. That's right. Exactly. Ike, what's up? Not much, man. I'm excited about tonight, bro. This is Oh, Yo, you spoiled awesome. it already. Tonight. Yeah. Hey, everyone. Wait, I, wait, 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 wait. It's wait. good. I didn't spoil shit. No. Come on now. Anyway, go ahead. Do, you, do your thing over there. Welcome to Kyle Like the Conversation. <laughs> I'm Kyle. Across from me, as always, Mr. Ike Landman. That's me over here. And special guest tonight, Mr. Chris Campbell. The one and only. Hello, everyone. Hello. Thanks for having me, guys. And if you didn't catch on, it's night. This is our first evening podcast. That's what you mean when I spoiled it. Yeah. Oh, well. And if it's our first evening podcast, guess what that means? I think that means it's whiskey time. I sure man. hope so, because you brought a lot of whiskey. <laughs> I brought a lot of fucking whiskey tonight. So um, this is my first time meeting Chris. I've heard stories and some good stuff oh. and some pretty fucking terrible stuff, but we don't have to dig into that too <laughs> ah, bad. That sounds good. Those are the, the bad ones are the good stories, right? <laughs> That's right. Um, so why don't you... Um, well, you want to start out by kind of introducing Chris? And Yeah, sure. So... Uh, I've known Chris for, I don't know, a year and a half? A year and a half, sounds Just about, right. just about. And Chris is the young man who introduced me to sipping whiskey initially, so I was not a whiskey drinker, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, Chris and I were hanging out a couple weeks ago, and he brought over a bottle of whiskey, and he kind of introduced it, and that kind of sparked the interest, and uh, we're going from there. So I don't know, are you a, what do you classify yourself as? As, as far as bourbon drinker, whiskey drinker, class, a whole, that's a like whole in gamut. general, are you oh, a man. connoisseur? He's a drinker, period. Drinker. You, just, you just are <laughs> an enjoyer of the spirit. Yeah, I just, I love music. I love, I love drinking. I love hanging out with good people. Uh, when that, hey, when you have time for that, obviously. Mm-hmm. But, uh, no, man, Family Guy has been consuming my life. So yeah, far. so you have a young daughter. She just turned 19 months. All so right. Over a year and a half now. Yeah, man. So the image I just had in my head was uh, the, the fucking TV show, Family Guy, yeah. has been consuming your life. Yeah. What is that? I wonder what that looks like. <laughs> so I'm like, huh. I knew what you meant, but just the thought, you know, what well, does that mean? Oh, just it, it consumes every part of my day now. Mm-hmm. It's like every minute, like I'm with them or you know, if I get the spare chance, I get to hang out with a friend or go to the, go to the range. It's kind of my off day. Okay. De-stress thing. Uh, other than that, I'm with my daughter and my wife as much as much as possible. How old's your daughter now? Nineteen months. Nineteen months. Nineteen months. Yeah, man. Three daddies in the room. That's fucking crazy. Nineteen You're months the old. old. Guy I am there. the old guy. That's okay. I don't mind being the old guy. The old guy has the knowledge and the wisdom. <laughs> don't put the fucking pressure on me, bro. Though. I'm telling you, this is <laughs> this is uh, novice hour, and uh, oh. well, if. If this yeah. is novice hour, I'll I'll accept that I I'm a little above novice in some of the drinking 
uh, of the whiskeys. Yeah. So I tell you what, before we start diving deeper in this conversation, let's let's whip one of these bad boys out. I'm thirsty. Uh, <laughs> okay. Well, what do you guys want? You want to start with um, the Knob Creek that you brought? Do you want to start with that? You like and just start with something sweet? I fucking hate sweet, but I'll it's, give it a shot. I. It's, we can. I don't know. So we can. Sweet? We can. It's super sweet. So we can start with something that you guys know. Then you guys can have something to balance it off of. What I when I bring it out, so we could do it that way. I can. I'll tell you what I brought. All right. So I give you Let's guys a little um, idea. So um, I'm digging into a bag and talking to a mic at the same time. Let's see if I can do this. I brought three bottles. So first, I'll start with the bourbon I brought. So I brought a Four Roses Small Batch Select. It's a Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Um, this is a uh, 52% ABV. So okay. it's a little on the stiff side for whiskey. Usually you're looking like a, maybe a 44, 46. This is a 52, so usually want a little bit of ice. What's the proof then? It's a 50, it's 104 proof. So it's... it's Doubled, right? Double, yeah. yeah. So it's 104 proof. And usually like you're looking at 88 to 90 proof. It's like you're kind of middle of the road mm-hmm. whiskey. Um, this is a... Um, it's kind of a special bottle in that um, a really good buddy of mine introduced it to me a few weeks back. Uh, we sit down and have whiskey on his porch now and then, and it's a really nice bottle. It um, goes for about 55 60 bucks. Nice. Well, thanks so, for sharing that. Then. Yeah, man, you bet. You bet. This is. So I said it last week. I'll say it again. There's, a, um, there's this movie. It's called Scotch, A Golden Dream. And if you ever want to learn anything about the depth of scotch, watch this movie, and it'll just make you want to just get, just drink and just <laughs> absorb it and take all the little aspects of the process while you're doing it. It's like you just get a really, a much greater um, uh, vision of the artistry that goes into making a really great bottle of whiskey. Um, and the, the guy... Who is the main the main character of the of the show? They ask him. They said, "What's the greatest dram that a guy can have?" And it's like, well, it's it's a combination of things. So it's fifty percent the whiskey, it's forty percent who you're with, and it's ten percent who paid for the whiskey. <laughs> That's all right. So it's it's like you can have a really really nice bottle of whiskey and sip on it and really enjoy it. But when you're with good people, it just makes it that much better. You know, you're gonna make the memories, and then. Part of the the flavor and the enjoyment of the whiskey and how great it is is all linked to your experience that you're having when you're having the whiskey. So that's like, it's a nice bottle, and and I think well you guys will both really like it. I don't know about you because you're still I'm you're I, like a fucking super noob. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the first bottle I brought, um, and after that I brought up two follow up bottles of scotch. Okay. Okay. Right, so right. um, I know that. Chris said he's had a couple of scotches, didn't care for him much. It's Kyle's like Glenn Levitt's or what's is that? Yeah, there's 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 so many Glens, Glenn Levitt, Glenn Morangi. I brought yeah. a Glenn. This is a Glenn Morangi. So this is um looks like wine. It's a really light, light colored caramely scotch. It's um it's it's kind of I, I wouldn't say it's on the sweet side, but it's really light, really smooth. It's a little bit sweeter, a little bit of caramel and vanilla in there. It doesn't have like a nice big punch to it, which is nice because it's an easy one to sip on. And I figured it'd be a nice introductory for you guys to scotch because it doesn't have a real powerful palate to it. So that's bottle number two that I got for tonight. Right. That bottle, um, 
for anybody from Baraboo, if you really like Glimmerangi, uh, the original, you step over to Festival Foods. They have a fucking killer deal on it right now. <laughs> it's normally like between 40 and 44 a bottle, and I think that it's on sale over there for like 31. Mm-hmm. So it's solid. Nice. And the last bottle is my personal favorite one just to have at all times is a Highland Park 12. Yeah. Now, the Highland Park 12 is a single malt scotch. Now, this one's 43% ABV, so it doesn't have a real high alcohol. So um, you don't need a lot of water or ice in it. To It's a pretty smooth whiskey. Um, and this one's got a little bit of peat in it. And peat is like that little bit of a smoky taste that you're going to get. Um, some of the scotches have a really heavy peat. Like I've got one at my house right now. It's a 25-year, and the peat is really heavy on it. So you get a light peat to drink it at all. But I'm especially curious to see what you guys think of this because – I, you mentioned that one last week. Yeah, I Bill. fucking yeah. love this bottle right here. So I already like the bottle. It's yeah, here, you very very decorative. Around. Yeah, so it's it's like it's it's Viking. You know, it's um it's they've got a lot of every single one of their bottles is a signature bottle for every year they've got, and it's it's very very cool. Yeah, so, man. um, yeah, let's just let's, let's dive into this shit, and then let's start talking. Here's the conversation I want to start with this with after we talk and di- dissect. Like the first sips, right? Okay. My thought is, let's dissect the manliness of drinking whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> and if we could right now, smoking cigars. Yeah, that's a that's a tough one. I do. That's a once a year thing for me because my yeah. my mouth tastes like someone took a shit in it the next morning when I smoke <laughs> a cigar. So I have a hard time. Like I enjoy it because of company. But yeah, all right. Well, let's do this. Let's which do one, this. Which one? You guys pick. Uh, no preference. Newbie. It's on you. Oh, let's go the light uh, scotch. Okay, light yeah. scotch. All right. We'll put this one over here. All right. Uh, just a forewarning, folks. We're going to be, uh, there's going to be some weird dead air time as Ike opens bottles and we sit here and sip and stuff. So just bear with us. And if you have the scotch, you know the names now, sip along with us. <laughs> go. Oh, yeah. If you're, if you're listening and you're not drinking, you need to grab something right about fucking now. Water included if you're not a drinker. Yeah, so we're just going to pour each everybody. These are drams, courtesy, or these are. They're Glen Cairn. Cairn. It's not Cairn, it's Cairn. Cairn. C-A-I-R-N. Cairn. Yes, that's right. I'm going to trade you. Uh, courtesy of Bill. Yeah, man. Shout out to you, Master Bill. Master Bill Arbogast. He's, uh, he is the fucking man tonight because he hooked us up with some sweet Glen Cairn glasses. And on top of that, he hooked us up with some holy water, which I'll explain in a little bit here. Yeah. Oh, I am so this excited is a process. about this, man. It's a process, yeah. Okay, so the reason that a Glen Cairn glass is shaped like it is, I'm making noise all over my mic here, is that um, it's got a belly at the bottom. Yep. And so what it's done, what it's shaped that way for is that it allows the aroma of the whiskey to swirl in the middle and then... It, as it comes up the stack of the glass, it gets very pointed at the nose. So it's designed this way to get a full nose and get an understanding of like all of the smells that it has. All right. So got to get on, get your so nose in there, smelling. fellas. Fellas, get your nose all up in that glass. It's much like a, a wine glass without the stem, basically. Very, it's very similar, similar, yeah. Or similar. champagne, I would say, in size, maybe. Yeah, it smells sweet, not going to lie. It's got a little sweet smell to it, right? We love to taste it yet. Take a take, take, yeah, just take a little sip, just a little sippy, sippy sip. sip, yeah. I like that. 
So it's a little alcohol forward right away. Your first sip is always a little punchy. Yeah. So you let that sit for a second. Okay. okay. Let that yep. first sip sit for just Feeling a second. It. Second sip. So there's a little less of that alcohol punch in there. How much is a sip supposed to be? <laughs> Whatever the fuck you want it to be. <laughs> How much are you sipping? Well, I don't know. I'm just getting like my tongue wet. Oh no! You got to give it a little, get a little All enough right, to yeah, swirl, okay. swirl it around. Get a little enough to swirl around your mouth, man. Just All right, a little mouthwash. Yeah, yeah, a little mouthwash. Yeah. See, there you go. Come on, keep going. There, there it is. Yeah. Mm. It's mm. actually better if you drink more. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah it burns absolutely. less. That's what he says. Yeah, the first sip, it's always tastes like gasoline, right? It's yep. just got that burn to it. But the second one, it's no. I mean, so like much even smoother. if there's more in your mouth. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That that too. <laughs> We'll talk that's, about that's what's in your what, mouth uh, in the first yeah, one. Yeah, it's always better when you have more in your mouth. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> well, that started quick. Hey, man. So, um, real quick, we'll just go over this. Um, we have uh, some rock springs. Holy water is what we call it with the, my group of guys. Um, thank again, thank you again, Mr. Bill Arbogast, for this uh Beautiful bottle. Nice. He topped it off for us here. Nice. Um, so uh, he has a story that he should probably tell on here one of these days to you know really clarify. So I'm going to butcher it real quick. He was uh, sitting at a bar and uh, he had a down at the end of the bar there was a guy who ordered a whiskey and he pulled this little dropper a bottle out of his out of his vest pocket and he anointed his glass with his own personal water. He didn't want anybody else's water because this water came from a special place. We talked about that. Yeah, we did talk about Yeah, we did talk about that. So if you listened, if you want to know more about the holy water, listen to the last episode. Uh, I heard it. Did you hear it, Kyle? I did. A new rule. I I mean, if you want to be a guest, you better fucking be current on All right, so everybody at home messed up, did not hear the last two episodes. There's homework involved in this bitch. Um, Or you can just do a piece, a, a cube of ice. Yeah. So, um... Personally, I like a cube just because it cools it off a little bit. I like a little bit cooler um, scotch, and then um, it's, it's a gradual melt. So the when the water first gets into your scotch, it opens it up. So it softens it, gives you a little bit more of that flavor, and it takes a little bit of that bite off the front end of it. So um, when I use a piece of, of, of ice... I like that bite it, as it starts, as I'm drinking it, but as it starts to melt, it it's a, changes the experience in a slow process. And then once ice is fully melted, then you have that full amount of water mm-hmm. in there. And hopefully by then you're about done, you know. So it depends on how fast of a drinker you are, I guess. But we'll find, We're out, tonight. find out tonight. So I'm going to clink a piece of ice in my glass. I don't okay. know if you guys want straight up water. If you don't want it cold, that's up to you. So are, we, I'll take so are you doing ice and not dropper? I'm just doing straight ice, no holy water. All right, give me that dropper. I got to try it with okay. the holy water. So if you're going to try it with the holy water, start with like four drops. Okay. This is like an iodine dropper. So it's, at, it's what, Go ahead. I was just going to say, so at home I got the, the ice cube maker. You're making the nice big ball. Yeah. So that, that's the way to go because then it, it doesn't melt as fast. So you're more likely to... Be all done with it by the time you know way before that ice cubes even melted absolutely nice i'm gonna be really honest yes sir i amazon primed some silicone ice trays for big ice cubes did you <laughs> nicely did. done so but you can't so those those balls won't fit in a glen Cairn glass right no you know so that's why i brought this ice that we have so i've got a square ice cube maker actually well, that makes a huge difference doesn't it make a huge difference smooths it out yeah get more flavor too yeah you do it's just like it opens it up and it smooths it wow. out it's 
quite a different. What do you think of the scotch? Your first scotch, my man. I mean, I don't know what I'm supposed to be tasting, but don't give me any bullshit caramel vanilla notes. Just tell me what you think. Do you like it or do you not like it? Yeah, it it's good. <laughs> okay, maybe a little more depth. No, I'm just kidding. I thought I, I uh, and maybe it's this specific scotch. I thought it would have been heavier. Heavier, like more full flavor, do you mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. Well, that's going to be our it's, Highland um, Park. Yeah, with the with the lighter one, you were saying I was expecting a, a, a mellower taste for sure. But, I mean, this obviously still has the, the scotch taste, but it's way better than the, the Glen Levitt's, whatever I had before. Yeah, I was going to ask you, how does it compare to the scotch oh, you had so before this? So much better. So much yeah, better. Yeah, it's for for an easy sip and bottle for a good price range for 30 bucks right now 31 dollars at festival foods that's our next sponsor of this podcast <laughs> <laughs> is that where the water came from too oh, ice mountain <laughs> um no it's uh normally it's like 40 44 bucks but it's just an easy one it's a nice smooth easy scotch to drink so here we go yeah it's not bad it's a little uh there's like some high notes in there but i'm sure that's like scotch right mm-hmm. that little burny that's mm-hmm. that's usually as as it ages, that that alcohol forward goes away a little bit. Ages like so so this but is unopened ages like you're not supposed to leave a bottle of scotch. In no, no, so so this is a ten year aged in in barrels yeah, yeah, for yeah, ten okay. years. So so the twelve year is going to be a little less burning on the front end. You get an eighteen year, it's going to be even less. So it really smooths out after as it ages. So. You get the flavors that come from the wood. So there's a lot of different kinds of wood barrels that they use. And then um, something that's been really popular in the last, I don't know, 10, 15 years, but it's it's big right now, is um, they're using casks that were um, used for sherry. So a sherry mm-hmm. cask or a port cask or, you know. And then what's another really cool thing is that the these microbreweries are now taking these scotch and bourbon casks and they're... And they're ca- and they're filling them full of their micro beers, mm-hmm. and then they're mm-hmm. then they're aging them in there, and then they pull them back out, and all those combined flavors. It's just such. I a, saw. I even saw like a a coffee that was, I don't know if stored or what. Coffee a, bourbon barrel yeah, stout or something yeah. like that. Yeah, those are so they're so good. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, one of my favorite things. You get a nice bourbon, you get a nice dark beer like a porter or a coffee stout, and you get you can use a glass like this and just go. 50-50, scotch and beer. Oh, you tried that. It's dangerous. <laughs> First off, it's fucking amazing. And second, you can drink it so fast. It's like because you're drinking beer, but it's 104 proof or whatever yeah. it is that you're drinking. So I don't think I mentioned ABV on this guy here. This is a, oh, this is what it means when you uh, need glasses, I think. <laughs> 43% ABV on this guy here. So that's an 86 proof. Um, yes. I was just going to say, do you know what type of barrels, it, does it matter for a scotch? I, as far as a bourbon goes, I know it has to be a, an oak barrel, mm-hmm. or at least a white oak barrel in order to be considered a bourbon. That's a fucking great question. I think um, the like the I think that upper echelon, what they always want is American oak. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's the go-to for for the barrels is American oak. It's like it's got the best uh, stability. It's strong. Um, it's it, it's got pliability. The flavors that come out of the oak and get infused in the wood. Um, so they char the inside of the barrel like they burn it, mm-hmm. set it on fire, and then clean it out again, and then they fill it. And uh, so it's like 
all, I don't know. It's, it's, it's like nature's fucking chemistry, right? It's like all the amazing different flavors you can get from a different kind of wood. Um, I was reading about this Japanese whiskey that has a, come from some special tree in Japan that I'd never heard of in my life, some kind of weird fucking cedar tree. And uh, either it's one of those ones where you, you either love it or you just cannot taste. You don't want to drink any of it. It's to taste like shit, dog shit. Dog shit, really, not just shit. But How do you know shit. what dog shit tastes like, Ike? I got a long history. Experience. Yeah. It's like, you remember that movie <laughs> Step Brothers? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Brought back some nightmares. Anyway. So yeah, it's American oak barrels are like the the number one, a number one. Did you know we have a a, a whiskey barrel, um, like dealer? I guess here in Baraboo. No, I did not. Yeah, there's a guy that he buys like truckloads of whiskey barrels, and then he'll get them from Jack Daniels and Four Roses and Buffalo Trace and wherever, and then he sells them. And he's got another guy that makes like, um, you seen those uh, flights where you take a, a barrel stave and then they they do, um router out the yep. base of fits of glass so they, yep, yep. they build those he builds shelves out of them coffee tables and stuff like that too but he sells the whole barrels i don't know what they go for but a couple hundred bucks i've, I've seen some being was, sold before and some that were turned into like chairs even oh like yeah. some kind of like a adder adirondack looking oh with the staves yeah, yeah i suppose that would be cool yeah never mm. Mm. <laughs> well, i'll just stick to my traditional wood <laughs> <laughs> well i think it's just it's more of like a like a talking piece, right? Yeah. It's like you can, you can, you can but have a, good a story. Piece, like if you're going to build furniture and a good piece of furniture with good wood has its own story. I don't need fucking bourbon. You barrels. don't need so fucking gimmicky bourbon barrel furniture, especially if it's going to cost you a couple hundred dollars, well, maybe just to get the barrel and yeah. make something out of it. Too. I don't disagree with you. I don't disagree with you at all because there's something about like, like it belongs in a, in a gift shop. Or some shit. That's where I always see stuff like yeah. that. It's like someone's going to... It's gonna, a novelty. Yeah. It's like someone's going to overpay for a, for the top of a bourbon barrel that someone put a piece of glass on. You're right. Yeah. Yeah, it's a novelty. Like, and I have... So I'm drying uh, some black walnut right now. Mm. And the goal being, uh, I'm going to build a kitchen table out of it, right? Like, that's going to be a lot more of a talking piece than a fucking bourbon barrel. So, how, how big of a piece of i mean you get some slabs i'm I assuming slabs of it yeah so we took down uh we ha- we got a couple trees and so i had a bunch cut into eight quarters uh so that i can get an inch and a half slabs by the time i plane it down and it dries out okay but i have a lot of black walnut right now drying so i've got some projects in the works do you have how do you, you just got it set up on your basement you got it in a garage oh uh, my dad's got a oh that's right yeah he's got a little side garage so it's sitting there right now do you remember when black walnut was like supposed to be the the fucking the it's worth so much money that ever anybody had a black walnut tree in their yard it's like oh man that's like a, it's kind of like a retirement <laughs> do you remember those days it at still all? is black walnut fuck that it is man. It's not as it's, I would it's agree. Not it's not like as. it was. It's not, but like it's it was. still like one of the most expensive woods that I personally deal with. Really? It, when's the last time you looked at black walnut like on Craigslist? Uh, well, I don't use Craigslist, but I'm like marketplace. You can find black yeah, walnut. Okay, slabs. so when's the last? I'll look it up. Fucking just right fucking now. look it up. We Actually, need Bill, motherfucker, you need to be here on Bill? the computer. Where's Bill? Anyway, sorry. Chris. I saw I saw a black walnut slab. Actually, it was burled wood too. Because oh had the big yeah, thing in it. just the slab was two hundred bucks. Yeah, I mean it's going it's going like fifteen dollars a board foot. Okay, how many how many? Oh, you already shut it down. No, what? How many uh, um, listings are there for it? Uh, quite a few. 
<laughs> How many? <laughs> Quite a few. Really? Really? I've been seeing a lot lately on on Marketplace and uh, Craigslist. It's it, unchanged it, though with Marketplace because now you now they fucking it's not a radius anymore. It's like oh we'll ship it to you. It's oh like, my god, that uh, pisses me off. You got to go through all the filters and shut it yeah. off. Yeah. So what I found with black walnut. So I had a friend of mine who had two big black walnut trees in her yard, and they're beautiful. They're big diameter, nice straight trunk, yep. like like twenty plus foot of trunk. So yep. it's a beautiful tree. And at one point in time, when they first bought the house. Of course, the realtor told him this. It's like, oh, that's a $20,000 tree. And he's like, what do you mean it's a $20,000 tree? So he had it in his head that these trees are worth about twenty grand a piece, you know, when it's all said and done. And so when it came time to like, he's like, oh, yeah, I could cut down one of those trees and make a little, you know, scratch. And so he called the tree guy and he's like, I'll haul it away for you. Yeah. <laughs> he's <laughs> like, I'm not buying that from you. He's like, what, you know, because... There's a there's a lot of it on the market, you know. It's like they're still asking a premium price, but there's a lot of it on the market. That's and I don't know. I think it just got must have just got hot for a little while, and then all of a sudden, it's pretty. It is. It's, it's a no. Very it's beautiful. Pretty. Yeah. And I should clarify: the only reason I have all of this black walnut is because I knew somebody who was cutting down two black walnuts, gave it to me for free, and all I had to do was pay someone to mill it up. Nice. Who, who milled it for you? Uh, guy down by my dad. He has a little, little mill. Okay. Does so. it got the the blade or is it the chainsaw kind? Or what no, it? it's it's actually. Um, so they make from from what I understand, they make three kinds of mills, right? So the chainsaw one is like it's like an Alaskan mill where it's like portable. You hook your chainsaw up to it yep. and you just drive it through. But you obviously lose the thickness of your chainsaw on each stroke. Then they make bandsaw blades, which can be portable or station or you know more permanent. Mm-hmm. Where you, it's the same concept, but you only lose the sickness, thickness of the band. Like an eighth of an inch or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. This guy has like one of the old school ones where it's got the big fucking the big saw blade. S- oh yeah, and man. it's going, and it's like a machine that's going back and forth and back and forth versus mm-hmm. him like you know physically moving it. Yeah. So it's like those things are like they. A lot of people died using those machines. Yeah, you, I think. you could lose Lost a couple arm. fucking hands. Yeah, or yeah, <laughs> that's like that. that's some dangerous shit. Like those those guys back in the days running those mills and those big. Uh, yeah, oh, thanks, man. There's, I will be honest. The thought has crossed my mind. You can get like a bandsaw blade, like a portable for yeah, not terribly expensive. The whole mill, the whole thing. Right? Okay, what are you talking? I'm talking like 15 G's. Okay, that's not bad. And on up, right? For like a decent one, you can you can also pay thirty, right? Yeah. So my dad and I we're we're woodworkers. Yeah. We, we really enjoy it, and he has access to all these trees, and so we've seriously talked. Like, oh, by the time you pay someone five hundred bucks, you know, per oh, yeah. load to mill this shit up, if you're gonna do it forever, those things will last forever. Well, there's gonna be a lot of people right now this spring selling off some toys, mm-hmm. trying to make ends meet. Yeah. If you got the if you got the cash, I'm sure there's it's out there. I got a buddy of mine, he bought one. Um he's uh he's got a his own um yeah, tree Ryan, service. Yeah, yeah Ryan yeah. bought one. He said it sat in his garage for like a year before that he used sucks. it. You know, it's like cause he's so fucking do you know Ryan? Don't or, so. Boardman, Ryan Boardman. Good um, dude. Good dude. Oh man, he's one of the best. Yeah. I I I uh I look up to him and his work ethic. He's yeah. hard fucking working dude, really good dad, good dad. Just solid human being. He hooked us up fat. Did you ever see the, uh, you probably didn't. Did you ever see the, the table the I The river made? table? The river table. Yeah, man. Of course oh, I man. saw that table. It's so beautiful. We talked about it when we were drinking bourbon. but Yeah, so we, uh, I had a senior here at the, the club, and uh, he wanted to do a project. And so we 
uh, Boardman hooked us up fat with some mm-hmm. black walnut, and I got to experiment and learn and and uh, do this project with him, and we made this fucking blue epoxy river table, and it was just beautiful. And then uh, we auctioned it off at our gala. <laughs> Didn't you end up with it, though? I, so... <laughs> I'm fucking calling you. What's up? I bought it. Yeah. And then I gave it to him. Yeah. That's nice. I know the story. I know. Yeah. Because you're a good fucking dude. It, we put way too much time in it yeah. for what it was going for at the live auction. It should have sold for double. What and was could, it? What was the What was the final bid on it? I don't know if I want to tell you what I paid for it. Why not? I paid eight hundred bucks for it. That's fucking cheap. Yeah, it was worth it. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. worth it. Because you know how many hours went into that thing. Yeah, man, it's like a good glass of scotch. And the we made the coasters too for it. You made coasters? Yeah. Oh, we had a little scraps. So we made coasters. That's really nice. Yeah. I saw some dope coasters today at a buddy of mine's house. He, Shit. oh yeah, man, that's beautiful. Yeah, I've seen that one. It's it's so nice. He, there's this guy who who um he takes these wooden rings, right? And then he hooks electrodes up to them, and it burns veins into the rings. He calls it God's thumbprint or some shit like that. Mm-hmm. But it, it's really cool looking. So it's like it's a meld, you know, man and nature and trying to manipulate but it's really cool looking have you seen that where they scorch wood and stuff yeah. like that i used to have a little wood burning kit and used to love doing that <laughs> kind of stuff but this seems a little like like up. a wood burner kit like yeah. it's got the little like the pen and yep. so you gotta yeah. like draw it do you yeah, remember yeah, the yeah. they came with like balsa wood mm-hmm. then they come with balsa when you first started those were amazing man i did that in <laughs> wood shop in high school i did it and like i had one of those when i was in middle school i burned myself so many times with the tip of that thing but they're so fun. Like, it was the greatest thing. It was so much so how, fun. Do you know, like, so now you see people, like, put on a piece of, you see a piece of wood, and they, like, go over it with, like, a torch. Yeah. And it, like, burns this logo into it. But I don't know how they get the logo on there to begin with. You mean, how do they press it in there or something? Or? I don't know if it's pressed or what, but it always turns out awesome. Okay. So what if you can heat up a metal, like a, like a. Like stamp? a brand? Yeah. Yeah. No, no. Yeah. You could do the branding thing. I've seen a template. Where they'll do like a template, like a um, you know, like a stencil almost. Yeah. They'll burn the stencil real deep, and then they'll burn the rest of it around. Well, that's they'll pull the stencil seeing. away, so then it's like you got the heavy yeah. logo in, in the center, yeah, and then yeah. they then they just kind of like scorch the rest sure. of it. I got a um, my sister's um, boyfriend in uh, Montana. He does these. Uh, his company's called Four O Six Fire Tables, and he does these custom-made concrete countertop style fire tables. So the fire pits, LP underneath with the glass in the middle, and he does these ones that are so fucking cool. Like he'll do all custom. Like so, he does a lot of stuff for ranchers and shit out west, and they'll mm-hmm. he'll take their brand, like their cattle brand, and he'll form it into the table. So it's part of the table, and it's a it's so it's a one off. It's like no one else has it. He does these ones at Texas, which Texans fucking love it. It's got the red, white, and blue, you know, the stripes from the Texas flag on yep. it. They're really cool. I guess he had a trip to Vegas, man. He's selling his shit out of those things. Yeah, it's like, that's, I, that's that, that, that custom stuff can be expensive. And that's mm-hmm. part of the reason I probably enjoy woodworking myself is because I have all this homemade shit that is like, it's nice, right? Yeah. It doesn't look like some asshole just threw together pieces of wood. Like, like my shit does. But so my house has. Fuck, a lot of the woodwork in my house or the furniture is made by like me or my dad. So we have uh, that's so fucking cool, man. Yeah. So I've got a couple end tables like in our living room. We've got um, 
like a bench with baskets underneath it mm-hmm. to sit on. My headboard, my dresser, my youngest crib, his dresser, my eldest bed, his dresser. Um, a lot of dressers and beds. Yeah, in my yeah, house, you're right? you're you're a dresser guy. What's going well, on? Well, because a kitchen table has to be a bit more than oak, man. So the the crib and the the infant dresser I made that's all out of cherry. That's pretty nice. That's really pretty. Yeah. The bed. So we, my son wanted a twin bed, or we wanted to get him in a twin bed from his toddler bed. Um, but our house is kind of fucking small, mm-hmm. and the bedrooms are weird. Where the window, like, I hate when a bed headboard takes up part of the window. Oh, right? that's yeah. that's bad feng shui, it's, buddy. It's you can't bad. be you can't be doing and that. And so there was this like the perfect space for his bed right before the window. So I made a twin bed. And then we did the captain bed with like the drawers underneath it. And then at the foot, I made a bookshelf because he loves to read and we needed more bookshelves too. And then we made the dresser to match. And so I don't know, it all just adds in. But anyways, I didn't want to do a kitchen table out of oak. So that's where this black walnut comes in. Rip and drink that fucking whiskey over there. I'm talking about my woodworking. I'm proud I'm, of it. I, I, I it's, a, it's a great it's a great way to add uniqueness to your home if you can do that. I mean, it's an you know, awesome thing. There's, there's something about fucking sawdust. And whiskey, it's manly. That's what have you seen? You guys watched that Parks and Rec? No, never, never. So I've seen like a couple of. So there's a dude on there named Ron Swanson. Yep. Well, he's, he's, a, the man. he's a real woodworker. Yeah, too. I know yeah, that he's a, yeah, he's a fucking he's the man. So <laughs> if, you, if you if if anybody that's still listening to this fucking weird ass conversation right now, if we had video, you would see the face Cal just made. He tried to he tried to finish off his whiskey and he about died. Oh. That's okay though. My throat is on fire. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> It'll get to your belly here in a couple seconds. But so there's there's a picture of him covered in sawdust. And on the top it says sawdust question mark and on the bottom it says you mean man glitter. <laughs> That's <laughs> nice. what fucking sawdust is. So I'm cracking open this Highland Park twelve because I'm super pumped about this okay i'm gonna i'm gonna take a bottle of water i'm gonna rinse out my glass a little bit i'm gonna get the the, the remains of this glen Morangi out of there give it a little swirl cleanse a palate all oh. kinds of fancy <laughs> oh. that's i mean sipping is meant to be sipped people yeah well you're just fucking a slow sipper i can't I, help that i have a problem keeping alcohol in my glass yeah yeah you're so you are what I was told a long time ago is described as a thirsty drinker. Yes. And I love that because I'm a thirsty drinker too. Um, mm-hmm. I'm going to start Kyle out easy on this Thanks, Island Park because first off, he drinks like a bitch. <laughs> Second <laughs> off, I don't know if he's going to like it or not. So I'm just Yeah, gonna, I don't want to waste your fave. Yeah, just, well, I'll give you a little. No, no, that's no, good. No, that's no, good, no, that's no, good, no, good. no, 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 no. You got to have to be able to swirl it a little. Here you go, bro. I can swirl just fine. Yeah. Oh, that was, close. that was close. Yeah, that's we're we're almost tipping stuff over. Nah, no, we're just beginning to tip shit over. Here you go, sir. Okay, uh, salute, gentlemen. Salute. Ching ching. All right. I hope you all hear that. And now to you, chink boom, chink boom to your listening, Billy. If you're listening, Ooh, buddy. Oh, that smells a little yeah. darker. Smell that, baby. That's that peat you smell. Yeah. You smell the peat, the little smoke. It smells a little smoky, right? It smells like grass. Mm, earth, baby. That's what it's about. <laughs> yeah. It's like it's like you take a handful of dirt and you stuff it up right yep. by your nose. That's probably what made the barrel special. That's what Blind exactly. with fucking dirt. Okay, yeah, it definitely has some more um whole. Yeah. More flavor <laughs> for sure. Yeah. 
Yeah. What do you think of that? That tastes like dirt. The aftertaste definitely has like a liquid smoke taste. To oh it. yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. See now that's that's actually the peat is from the 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 grains and everything they put into it right there. It's it's a it's part of the process. Baby. I don't hate it. It's still better than that Glenn Levitt's I had. I mean, I hope there's not like Glenn Levitt's hmm. fans so, listening. Question: like, Did you notice? That the alcohol wasn't so heavy of a punch in the front as it was with the glamour. Absolutely knew that. Yeah. Yeah. Notice that. But I also get the dirt. Dirt. So take into account with the dirt and the less of a punch in your mouth that this is also 43% ABV. So it's on the lower end of the ABV. It's 86 proof. Now, if you take your holy water. There you go, sir. Now take... Put four drops. You don't get a lot in there. You've got, I don't know, not you got less than an ounce maybe in there. Maybe an ounce. Um, so one thing that's fun to play with when, you, when you're when you trying a new whiskey, and uh, my buddy Bill will attest this because we kind of had this conversation last week too, is that you start with a few drops, and then you can, unlike an ice cube, you don't have the control over the melt. It's all it's all about how, how fast you're drinking it and how, you know, uh, the temperature of your room, everything. If you're holding it like you don't want to, if you're running with an ice cube, you don't really want to cup the glass in your hand so much because you're going to melt it faster. Um, but when you're using a water, especially in the dropper, like this amazing holy water dropper we've got right here, um, you really get to play with, you can go as much water as you want to get that perfect balance. And then, each whiskey you drink is going to have a little bit different balance and a little bit more water. So when we get this Four Roses, this bourbon that I brought, that one is, uh, what did I say? It was 104 proof. Yeah, 52% ABV. So you're going to go a little heavier probably, but you can just work it up and find yeah. that sweet spot. Yeah. It's all different. So well, so are you, is it, is it going to put some hair on your chest? Or are you going to? Now, I won't be offended if you got to dump it out. I will be. It's he, not even he, my shut up. He, <laughs> did we, did we like invite you. this guy? What hey, it's hell? your fucking friend, man, but I think he's pretty fucking cool. Sweet. The water adds to it. Kind of. <laughs> so it, I feel like if I vaped, which I don't, and I just put a fucking liquid smoke cartridge in a vape. <laughs> and I vape that shit. That's what it's that's what I'm that's what I'm tasting. Uh, I wish you guys could have tasted. And then you this threw some dirt in there. It we we went up to Sturgeon Bay and we were visiting up there and there's this nice little bar that has different beers on the menu all the time. One of them had was I can't remember what its name, but it literally tasted like liquid smoke. It was a nice dark beer. Really? Yeah, it was it was interesting. I don't think I liked it, mm. but it not even to the level of this. I mean, it's just a hint of smoky flavor to me in mm-hmm. this. In but, this, but that's because I I think of that beer and like literally drinking liquid smoke. <laughs> so. Yeah, see, the, this is a light amount of smoke. I don't know if I would like smoke in a beer. That just sounds a little. I mean, it was it wasn't that pleasant. They're doing weird shit with beers, man. There's just some, some weird shit that people are doing with, with beers. Kyle's Kyle's going into I don't know what's going on over here, but he's working. <laughs> So uh, some buddies of mine tonight, uh, um, we uh, we have a friend of ours on on Facebook, and he posted this post about this beer he tried out, and it was a a bananas Foster Stout. Yuck. Okay, so I like a stout. Bananas, I, but right, exactly. So um, I had a peanut butter stout <coughs> one time. <laughs> <laughs> if, you guys, if you're still listening, 
Kyle is fucking dying in this chair over here trying to choke down some Highland Park 12. And he's, he just can't hardly handle it. He, he's, <laughs> this is amazing. This is not. This is amazing. I'm really sorry. No, don't apologize. It's all good, man. I You're, feel like, I don't know, less of a man. No, no, no. no. I was just giving you shit, man. Whatever you got to do. So, so like, I was just gonna say, like, uh, when we, um, when we used to have like those house parties, we used to play the beer pong, right? Did you guys ever play beer pong? I was never a big beer pong guy. It was like a little before my time. Okay. I, I do know beer pong. Okay. Either way, it's like you're playing in somebody's dingy basement, cobwebs, dirt everywhere, and they got the beers in the cup. The ball goes into the beer, right? But what saves it all is this little cup of water you dip the ball in. Right, like that—that sanitizes everything. Sanitization of the ball. Yeah. So I mean, I guess where I'm going with the story is like we what we used to do is we filled all the cups up with water, and then that way, if you make it in the cup, you just take the cup aside and you just drink take a drink of your own beer. That way, it doesn't encourage binge drinking so much because you're you're nobody's sitting there saying, oh, you need to drink faster, drink more. It's just drink at your own pace. You know, you don't have to slam this cup. I thought the whole point of college was binge drinking. You're justifying bad behavior. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, exactly. See, yeah, it... And I never had parties. It was always social gatherings. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. So why it, did you play it off as a social gathering instead of a party? That's get, interesting. Keep, keep it under 10, and then that way you get the right ratio of male to female uh, occupants. It's it's really nice. You had you had like some, some had pre-COVID some rules, COVID dude. rules, man. Yeah, yeah. It's like social distancing and shit, too? No, no. There's none of that. <laughs> clothes yeah, were know. options. You know, Optional clothes. Optional. All right. <laughs> Now, see, I when I was drinking, and how, how old are you, Chris? Uh, think about it. Thirty-five. You're thirty-five. Kyle is thirty-three. Going to be. Going to be thirty-three. So he's just a pup. So, like, well, this to, shit's going to make me age fucking twenty years. Yeah, it's like I don't know. You're I, welcome. You know, we would we would like uh, the the we'd swap bottles around, just throw bottles yeah. of tequila all over the place, and then people just I mean, it was like nobody worried about. You know, but that's what makes you have a fucking killer immune system, right? You got to swish that dirty ass ball around in your beer for a while and then drink it. Yeah, we were never like, I don't know. That was not a thing. I think I told you once about my poor man Jaeger bombs. It was just passing bottles. Yeah. Yeah. So. yeah that's just what you do. Yeah. It's all right, though. I mean, we, hey, it, it takes all kinds. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I will, I will admit, like, coming in here tonight, not knowing Chris, I was like, man, I've got to still throw some shit his way and it's like usually if some guy i don't know i won't throw as much shit his way but i gotta it's like it's just we just gotta throw a lot of piles of shit on everybody throw shit like you're a monkey i was gonna say keep throwing at chris because because you're a bitch yeah i'm gonna gonna bitch out on this Mm. gentlemen 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 this is some fine sipping whiskey right here I should probably to be fair, try to sip it more. And this sip. is the second time I've had whiskey. Yeah, oh, right. you're okay. So yeah, to be perfectly fair, if I was in your shoes, I would not even be fucking drinking it. No, yeah. that's the God's honest truth. Because the first time I sat down with my buddies, they took these Glencairn glasses. So this is what they do: put a piece of tape on the bottom of the glass, right? Mm-hmm. And you put a number on it, and then you take a notepad and you'd have the coinciding number on the notepad with the bottle. So we had like seven laid out in front of us. And it was like, they invited me up. Like, hey, we should come up, do this whiskey tasting. I'm like, you guys don't want me there. Like, I, first off, I know nothing about whiskey. Second off, I fucking hate it. So, no, 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 you got to come. So I show up and 
and they got them all laid out and it's like oh you pompous ass motherfuckers like this is some you're gonna tell me caramel and vanilla and oaky and you're gonna and they did every single one of them you had to have four descriptors for the kind of whiskey you're drinking. And every one of my descriptors was like dog shit, ether, <laughs> rubbing alcohol, wouldn't buy this if I was the last thing I bought them, everything, you know. And so I, I commend you for giving a shot because the peatiness of these whiskeys is like, that's a punch in the mouth if you've yeah. never had it before. Yeah. So. That's just me smacking my lips. You just, you, so what's the deal? You going to finish it? Or? I don't think I'm going to finish that. Okay, so we got to take one more sip. And get your I'm coffee cup out over there so you can dump it. I don't want that fucking shit in my coffee cup. <laughs> that would be amazing. So in, in, in work in the morning, someone comes in and is like, what's, what's that, that smell? What's that? Yeah. <laughs> That'd be bad news. It's my Scottish coffee blend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. I got a water bottle. Put in your water bottle. No, there's no uh, no offense taken. It's all good, man. I got to try that bottle of that scotch that's at my house still. What do you have? It's that same, whatever, Glenlivet's. Glenlivet, yeah, there's yeah. a Glenlivet. Do you know what, is there an age statement on it? Is it like? I haven't touched it in probably like a year or two. Yeah, so scotch is tricky when you get into drinking scotch because when you start out with the low-grade scotch, it's, there's so much of a high alcohol punch in, in the mouth that it's kind of hard mm-hmm. to 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 go deep on it you know so either you're gonna you're gonna drink it like you're uh you know like you're a horse and you're just sucking it down just to get drunk or you're gonna go for a little nicer bottle and i think scotch is always for me anyway has always had that kind of allure of um whoever drinks scotch they, they, like they they know their shit you know, if you're going to be the guy that's drinking scotch, you're going to order a scotch at the bar. You got There's a little sophistication like James Bond or some yeah. shit, you know, mm-hmm. where like if you order just a straight up whiskey, you know, it's Cowboys drink whiskey. It doesn't matter. You, it's supposed to burn. You know, if you're a man, it's supposed to, like you said, we, you're, well, we're supposed to talk about being a man and drinking whiskey, but we haven't gotten there yet. Yeah, well, my fucking mouth is on fire and <laughs> I just ate a dirt mouth, so I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> Oh, so what does what does whiskey mean to you, Kyle? You, you're talking about like manliness and whiskey. Okay, first off, I just need to emphasize: I've so far drank gasoline, <laughs> and fucking smoky dirt. So those are, those this, are my descript. This makes me so happy. This makes me so happy. I'm sure there are people that are listening to this cringing because they know what they, you're drinking. They know what you're drinking right now. So I need to be really clear. So, like I mentioned, this is only the second time ever I've drank like. Whiskey straight. I've the only other whiskey I've really drank is Southern Old or Southern Comfort, and it's usually in an old fashioned. Sure, like that's the drink mm-hmm. I would drink, Southern Old Fashioned, which is super sweet. Right. Otherwise, I'm a beer guy. Uh, so, I should emphasize: there's a point in time about three years ago where I stopped drinking entirely, and I didn't drink for like two years. So only like recently in the last year have I once again drank, and it's very occasionally like. Very occasionally, maybe three times a year. Really, three times a year that you drink? Yeah, like totally socially. Okay, so if you're if you're willing to expand upon that, I'm very curious as to what it was that caused Kyle Crosby to absolutely stop drinking. Um, multiple things. Multiple things. One, weight. I was I was trying to lose weight. Okay. Two. Uh, uh, I can be vulnerable here, Chris. What's up? Uh, my wife and I, so this was actually probably more than three years ago because my son is three. We were struggling to keep 
a pregnancy. Oh, okay. And there's some part of me that was just like, I don't know. Maybe, well, did you want to clean maybe it up? It's me. Yeah, maybe yeah, it's me. Clean it up. Fucking it could have been. Yeah, there's there's so, all kinds of factors. So yeah, so yeah. Uh, that aided that as well. Mm-hmm. And then I don't know. Once you're done, you're you just stop. You stop, dude. There's no fucking better reason in the world than what you just said right there. Yeah, that's fucking awesome. So and on a positive note, I now have two kids, and uh, I lost a bunch of fucking weight. So yeah, we're, and then you only drink three ways. times a year. <laughs> so I mean, tonight you're getting fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, boys. We're breaking out the Four Roses, fifty-two percent ABV. All right. So what happens with my bourbon cup, whiskey? Even with water, and it still tastes like smoky dirt. <laughs> well, I don't know. You might have to like wipe it out with your shirt or something. So, fun fact: why I won't put this in my coffee cup. So, I used to have my favorite coffee cup uh, at work, and in our teen center, they had a Keurig, mm. and they decided they needed to clean out the Keurig. So, the, I don't know. If they probably just dumped a fucking bottle of vinegar down the thing, right? And they rinsed it out a couple times, and then they're like, oh, uh, Kyle, let me, uh, let us make you a cup of coffee with our newly cleaned Keurig. I'm like, all right, cool, guys. So they did. And this thing, nice. t- this thing tasted just like fucking vinegar, this coffee did. Oh, shit. So I spit it out, I dumped it out, and then I could not get the taste of vinegar out of that coffee cup, and it ruined my favorite coffee cup. When you're cleaning with vinegar, man, you got to be careful. Because that shit, like, etched. It does. So I, you guys have one of those... Uh, 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 it's, it's a one of those. It's not. It's not an instant fucking pot. It's what I want to call it, an instant pot. But when you need to boil water for tea or soup yeah, or some kettle, shit, a it's a kettle. But yeah. it's electric kettle. Yep. Electric kettle. That's what it is. So mine, because I've got hard water, gets scaled up. Even with a water softener, still gets scaled up. They say the best way to clean it vinegar. is you put vinegar in it. So you do like a third or not a third, uh, a fifth, fucking some part of vinegar, yeah. and then the rest water, and you cycle it. So. It says to cycle it three times. I cycle it like 10 times without vinegar after I put the first vinegar cycle in there because I cannot. Yeah. I can't do it. Like Same. I don't want any. That's my. That's what I make my coffee with exactly. in the morning. I don't want that vinegar shit in my coffee. Exactly. Try the apple cider vinegar. Does that have a different, you know. Oh, it's I would just apple vinegar, man. It's still vinegar. <laughs> yeah, it's a like, I don't want that in my yet. coffee either. Uh, I drink it. You ever drank apple cider vinegar for health reasons? Yeah. So I, I started um, putting like a little tablespoon in my water in the morning oh shit look yeah. at you being all healthy like a motherfucker i don't know if it fucking does anything <laughs> oh yeah it's gonna save your life one day one day one I day fucking stomach it <laughs> one day. so there's a have you seen the fire water kind it's like it's apple cider vinegar with cayenne pepper in it so it's like uh um don't you can't drink it yet hang on uh, a second all right, all right. yeah so it's it's <laughs> it's like because the cayenne pepper is supposed to be really good for your immune system and it's supposed to help be good for blood flow and then the apple cider vinegar is also supposed to be good for your immune system, I think, for circulation, which is probably blood flow too. Yeah. But you just I used to just pound it back, just mm. a little swig on it, and it just like it was probably like you drinking that whiskey a couple minutes ago. It was rough, yeah. dude. Yeah. So okay. The apple got- cider vinegar I had to like I try. I made. I made a cup of water way too strong with it one time. Like, dude, I can't fucking drink this. <laughs> you couldn't shit. do it. You I couldn't could. do it. Oh. And so then it just started. Just super think your small. health. I basically was like using that fucking iodine dropper and just like drop, drop, drop. Oh, there's my apple cider vinegar. I'm, I'm, good. So, healthy I'm so healthy today. Look at me. I'm healthy. But I can at least drink it when it's. Yeah. Clean. And then instead, you just got to add it to like a gallon of water. Yeah. Dilute One thing you can do is take a shot of it and then chase it with some water quick to dilute it real quick in your mouth. Yeah, but even then, I don't want that Can't straight it, in my mouth. No, there okay. was there was a brand I call, I had once. It was called Firewater. I think it was I think it was, and it was apple cider vinegar. But it had 
like spiciness in it. Yeah, I had the cayenne pepper. Yeah. In, in it. that's the. It's in a like a darker colored bottle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the stuff, okay. man. That stuff is pretty good. Actually, it's, it's it's like it's it burns, but it's it's not bad. Oh, I yeah. like it better than regular apple cider vinegar because the regular apple cider vinegar just tastes like rotten apples or something. Yeah. The fire water at least has got some spice to it. Mm-hmm. Maybe the spice like makes your brain not think about how shitty it tastes. Could be. I, I haven't had some... fire water, but I've had fireball. Mm. <laughs> Who hasn't had fireball? <laughs> That's is is that like the quintessential that and rum shotta. Like the wedding, like oh, we're after the wedding, like just pass it around the bus or whatever. Is yeah. that like the, the mm-hmm. thing? It's just like the one macarena. Of those two. Yeah, the yeah, just, yeah. Just it's, dance. There was the fire water. What was the um, uh, uh, ice? There was like ice one hundred and one or something like that. It was like a one hundred one proof peppermint schnapps. Did you ever have that? No. Mm-mm. Oh my god. You just want to die when you drink that shit because it's so easy to drink, but it oh, it's just so bad for I mean, you. I've had peppermint schnapps, but it's what big something. Have you ever had Zambuca? No. Oh, Sounds amazing. Zambuca tastes like licorice. Oh. Okay. Oh, thanks. So let's. I'm going to tell you a Zambuca story that I probably shouldn't fucking tell, but I'm going to tell it anyway after we do this. So this is our Four Roses small batch selects. Uh, Mr. HK, shout out to you, sir, if you get past Bill's dead dog story on last episode. I'll tell you about that, too. It was pretty good. So what do you guys think? Gas. Oh, I said, yes, it's it's 104 proof. Okay. Throw two cubes in there. Oh, we're upping it to two. Is well, it's, that... a, it's 104 proof. Put two Oops. cubes in there. Honestly, I think I have more burn from the first uh, first scotch than this one. See, this has got a... It's got well, that has a nice aftertaste. Doesn't it have a nice... Mm-hmm. It's, it, it's got that caramely, cody taste. Yeah, it's... Like 20 seconds after I drank it, I had actually taste good. <laughs> 20 seconds? I don't know. How long was it since I told you it tastes like gas? I don't know. It's probably more like 10. I was thinking 10. Yeah. All right, ten seconds after. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. oh, so, sorry about that. Go for it. Um, this is going to be the worst audio podcast we've made to date. <laughs> just because why? Oh, because of all because we're shit. clinking shit. No, fuck it. This is part of it. Are moving. This is part of it. This is all part of it. People understand when we're drinking. Wait, wait, wait. Just let it. Let that ice settle for oh. a second. You you said it tastes like gasoline, so just let the ice do its job for just a second. What's higher octane than gas? Uh, Jet fuel. fuel. <laughs> <laughs> this right here. Yeah. You might be able to start this on fire. That'd be interesting. I have a lighter. Oh, yeah. You should be able to. I that'd be kind of, that'd I be kind of fun, wouldn't it? Be I think it's north of 80 proof. It should be. Okay, Kyle, get your coffee cup out. <laughs> Stop ruining my coffee cup, man. <laughs> we'll set your coffee cup on fire. That would be that'd be so fucking bad. <laughs> we set the sprinkler system <laughs> off in this bitch. <laughs> oh, Kyle, we got to talk. Uh, my bad. <laughs> Have you ever had? Uh, it's it's not bourbon or whiskey, but uh, Bacardi One Fifty One. Oh yeah, that's that's some strong stuff. I mean, you, you no. throw a little shot of that in the fire, and then the mushroom like it goes over your mantle. <laughs> some mushroom yeah. cloud, he yeah. says. That's awesome. We used to have a drink when I was in college called we called it Mountain Screw. Okay, so you took a two liter bottle of Mountain Dew, and you drink it down by a third, right? Yeah, and a little more than a third. Then you filled all the way back up with One Fifty One. And then you put, uh, you know, crystal light is yeah. right. Yeah. So they used to come in these little discs, like little cups, and you put two cups of crystal light in there, the lemon lime, and then you shake it up, let the fizz come off, you pop it. It tastes just like Mountain Dew, <laughs> but it's got it's thirty percent one fifty one. You die. It's so it's it was the best. It was the cheapest. 
easiest drunk you could have in college, mm. and it tasted like Mountain Dew. It was just like we used to make Maladews. What the fuck is a Maladew? Just Malibu coconut rum and fucking Mountain Dew mixed. <laughs> Everclear so. and Country Time lemonade. That sounds tasty and dangerous as well. What was the good? That's got to be. That's got to have a good name though. What's I mean, like some kind of amazing lemonade name, like uh, Ever Lemon. Yeah, lemon, more lemon, a, lemon, lemons, forever. lemon slaughter, <laughs> lemons forever, <laughs> lemons. Oh shit, lemons forever. That's it right there, it's man. Like a diamond, yeah. Oh my god, because you're gonna taste it for days. <laughs> you're gonna feel it for days. Lemons forever. Have you ever had lemon cello? Yeah, I have. Lemoncello's good. My wife went to Italy and brought a little bit back. She was able to get some back. Yeah. Isn't it so good? Mm-hmm. Never it's a, it's super sweet, really high octane, but but you, it's it's a sipper. There's a there's a place down in Madison. There's this bartender in Madison. It's about I don't know ten or fifteen years ago. He won a competition for the entire Midwest best limoncello in the Midwest, and he mixes it right there. He's one of them fuckers. He's got beautiful long hair and a nice beard and sexy as fuck, you know, and he's back there and shaking his thing, you know, and like all the girls are at the bar, like, let me see your limoncello. So then he'd, he'd throw down some limoncello. And it, could you tell I was a little jealous of the guy at the time? But um, it was so tasty, man. It was, but you can only drink so much, it'll make you sick. Yeah. Yeah. So sweet. It ages yeah. forever. It's like it's got like a hundred hundred one proof or something in it, doesn't it? It's it was over ninety or the, the one that I had was was over ninety for sure. Yeah, interesting. So what? So have you this tried is drinkable? It's, good. It's, dr- it's drinkable. <laughs> Didn't yeah. get the question out. He's got it's drinkable. No, I, that, I I was lifting my glass and he was looking at it and I knew what he was going to ask and it's drinkable. Like I don't know what to tell you other than it's like do it's, you want me to do you want me to find something other than jet fuel? No, I don't. No, if if you say it how you call call it how you see it, man. That's all I want from you. It feels more at home for me. Yeah. Because I'm I'm more of a bourbon guy, more of a whiskey guy. And it, it tastes great to me. And I, and I usually have it with at least two or three ice cubes in it. Yeah. Well the, and so I would just fill this glass up with ice and put like a shot in it and be good. Okay, well so that's the thing. Throw a couple more cubes in there. Let it water down a little bit more. You might just throw in our Cubans, see how it goes. I mean, uh, it's. I got to a point where I just put one cube in, and I really love it that way. But I used to do the same thing. So you had those. You've got the big severe mm. Chris. I keep saying you. I'm pointing at Chris, everybody, just so you guys all know. <laughs> I'm not talking to Kyle. I'm talking to Chris. You, you got the spherical cubes. You need a rocks glass mm-hmm. with the spherical cube. And so you don't burn through the whole cube in one sitting but it's still a fair amount of ice that gets melted into yeah, your drink yeah. with a large cube like it's that. Rocks glass? Like, what's a rocks yeah, glass? Yes, it's a rocks glass okay, right, right there. Yeah, it's a rocks to, glass. I had to clarify. Exactly. I, had, I brought my own glass just in case. The guy's yeah. got his own glass. Ladies and gentlemen, we're yeah. here. He's a professional. <laughs> I got one for Chris, for Christmas from my wife. It's a beautiful crystal rocks glass. And she got me this, this silicone tray. Mm-hmm. But she had it ordered, and it's got my name in the bottom of the tray, oh. obviously backwards. So the cube, when you flip it over and you pop it out, it says my name on That's it. Pretty, That's pretty sweet. sweet. Yeah, it's, it's pretty fucking awesome, man. I dig it. So the trouble is, is that unlike you, who drinks three times a year, I drink seven nights a week. <laughs> <laughs> what, I, what I've found is that, and, and there's going to be some people that are going to call bullshit on this, and that's fine. But if I have one dram of whiskey... At night, I don't think that's a problem. That's my yeah. my personal opinion. If I'm drinking three a night, that's a little different story. But the, I guess the difference is, is that I'm not chasing a drunk. 
I'm drinking it because I really love just the taste and yeah. the smell. Yeah. And honestly, I like feeling the glass in my hand. There's just something about something manly about having a glass of whiskey in your fucking hand. Just sitting back on the couch, you got a little whiskey, a little bit of like, I don't know, a little bit of snacks going on and just enjoying some good food and some good drink and good company and there's just something about Does it. Does this man. go with snacks? Fuck yes. Yeah, salty snacks. Salty snacks. So I like like cured meats, like prosciutto and like a dry salami, a nice cheese. That's what I like with just a good glass of whiskey. fucking off the brick, aren't you? Fuck no, I'm not biting. <laughs> I'm not a Neanderthal. What do you got there, honey? Oh, a little <laughs> brick of pepper jack. God, what Fuck are you yeah. fucking... <laughs> You're from Wisconsin. We wouldn't we wouldn't judge you if you did. No, 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 sir. <laughs> no, it's... So, you know, that's something that happens. Like, so we had this discussion I was t- when Bill was here last episode. We're going to talk about Bill a lot, I guess. Fuck you, Bill. Don't, don't you wish you were here with us drinking whiskey? <laughs> you could if you would just... Use the computer. That's right. All you got to do is sit in the corner and shut up <laughs> drinking whiskey with us. So um, we got to a point with this group of guys I've got. So these guys started off, we, we started off drinking like Maker's Mark and Billet Bourbon and, and, you know, like basic straight up off the shelf, 20 to $30 bottle of whiskeys. Um, and so they're all about between five and 10 years older than I am. So they started this journey a little bit before I did. It had a little more expandable income than I had. So expandable income. I never heard that one. Disposable. I, mean, I, like, expandable. I like expandable. That, yeah. It's yeah, I like <laughs> whatever. Fuck you. Jesus. Anyway. It's all right. Are you an angry thing. guy who drinks? <laughs> hmm? Yeah, I am actually. Just so, just so you know, we're gonna fight later. Well, that's the great thing okay. about the English language, <laughs> man. There's so many words to describe. Yeah. So disposable thing, income, yeah. fine. I'll I'll go with disposable income. Nah, so nah, nah. um to, I just I want to make him happy. Okay, that's a good yeah, idea. He, he looks sad the over there. So <laughs> I'm ex- I didn't yeah, I didn't have as much disposable income as these guys. So they they brought me up on a higher grade of whiskey than I normally would have started. You know, like I used to drink Jack, Jack and Coke. That's what it was. <laughs> and so um, now when we sit, we we play this, we play some pickleball. That's our new game. Um, so, and we sit around and drink some whiskeys and. When I when we were sitting there the last time we were sitting there looking around at the different bottles on the table and the bottles all ranged from between like fifty and a hundred dollars a bottle. Damn. So it's hard to go wrong yeah. when you're drinking that. But there's something about when you spend between fifty and a hundred dollars a bottle of whiskey, you don't want to grab a package of American cheddar and take a bite off the brick, man. <laughs> you want to get out your your cheese knife. You want some string board. cheese, don't you? Yeah, some string cheese. Yeah, some deep fried cheese curds and a bottle of a hundred dollar bottle of scotch. <laughs> That's what you. It's a good mix. You're going that sophisticated route. Yeah. It just feels. It feels right. There's so something what, about it that feels right. And it's, so that was my point in all of this was, you know, the manliness of just drinking whiskey or smoking a cigar. Or, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe it's a stereotype, but it's like, uh. <laughs> no, there is. No, it's a thing. Absolutely. It's a, it's a very, it's very visceral. Yeah. You know, it's like, that's what, like, when I think about manliness, I think about very visceral things. It's like working with your hands, getting dirty, like, you know, working hard, backbreaking labor or, or drinking something that's going to feel like you're drinking gasoline. The first take drink you take, it's like cowboys, you know, like when they go to the bar, belly at the bar, pour me a whiskey, mm-hmm. you know, and you're drinking, you're smoking a cigar when you're celebrating something big. There's a manliness to it. Yeah. It's like, 
like you said with that Highland Park, you said it tastes like dirt, right? Well, the first time you ever have a cigar, it doesn't taste good. No. It's terrible. It's like the worst, but it's not about so much the flavor the first time. It's the image. It's the feeling you get when you light that cigar. Yeah, and maybe that's more the point is it's, maybe in my mind, it's less the act of doing and more the knowledge. Like, that makes sense. That makes sense because no, knowing you, that makes sense because you are, like, you love to dive in to the details. You yeah. love the, the the knowledge of it. But, like, listening to you explain these whiskeys, like, I don't know. There's just, like, the knowledge that's there is, it's intriguing. And it's manly, like. I know what you mean, though. No, it is. It's, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. There's something, it's, it's, it's kind of like dirty and smoky and gritty and, and yeah. like, it's yeah. a back room with a haze of smoke over the top of the ceiling and everybody's sitting around playing some poker and you got a glass of whiskey with yeah, a big I've ice just, cube. And maybe I've just watched too many fucking movies. I don't, well, maybe, but well, the movies play into it for sure. The image plays into it, but there's, it's a feeling. I think it's beyond that. It's just a feeling you get. What do you think, Chris? You're kind of quiet over there right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm just thinking about taking it all in. You know, my wife, she can't do whiskey. I, I, every place we go, I always order a Manhattan or old fashioned or something mm -hmm. that has whiskey in it, and I say, hey, try this, try this. And she, no matter what it is, she doesn't like it. You know, no. it, it doesn't matter. So, I guess in that aspect, maybe it does have a little bit of a manly factor not that a woman can't enjoy it as much as a sure. man but it, there's got to be something to that little bit of gasoline flavor and you're liking that warmth as it goes down mm. to me it, it really goes back to hunting I, I like being out in the woods I like you have that little flask you're cold you take that little sip i mean you're not supposed to do that before you get your deer gonna say but, i don't do that <laughs> but um yeah you know and then after you get that deer and that's a celebratory sip that you have mm. with your with your dad or your grandpa whoever's out there with you yeah, so, I mean, well, like, yeah, maybe. And go ahead. I should clarify. Maybe I just don't know any women whiskey drinkers. There, I don't think there are as many here. So here's a, a there's some, nice, but there's not many. There, there's yeah, a, like I have no doubt, right? But I just don't know any person. So my buddy that interest me introduced me to whiskey. His wife got him in the whiskey. Okay. We talked. I think we talked about that a little bit in the podcast last week. Kelly, shout out to you. I don't think you'll ever listen to these podcasts, but it's a definite shout to you and your amazing husband, Lewis. She got him in the whiskey because she drank scotch before he did. He was in the cognac and and in that uh, avenue, but um, she brought him over to the whiskey side, and he's never returned. But so the old fighter pilots, right? You know, and it's like they throw a cigar. They put it in right in their pocket. They didn't smoke it till they came home. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like it's like you go out there and you put yourself out there all day long, and then when you come back, it's your celebratory yeah. thing. You know, if it's a glass of whiskey, it's if it's a if it's a cigar, it's just something that's yeah. It, it's like you hold it in your fingers, you know, and and it just the smoke rolls around your head, and it's just like mm, it's a it's a beautiful thing, it really is. I just yeah. There's two kinds of whiskey drinkers, the cowboy and then the guys who drink out of these bad boys, right? No, the scotch drinkers. Yeah. This is scotch this specific. Is a, this is Glencairn is for, it's scotch, yeah. So could you say cowboy and city? Mm, I don't think so. So if like if you went to Scotland and you see everybody drinking scotch, it's not just the people in the city. It's not just the, the guys on top. They're all drinking scotch. It's just a different culture, I mm -hmm. think. Um. Yeah, it's a little different culture. 
you know, and the, and the cowboy culture is so, so interesting and in how that kind of permeates through society even today. You think about how we're always striving for the rugged individualism, right? We want to look like a badass. We want to feel like a badass, even though we're fucking soft. <laughs> like <laughs> we got we got three beards in this one room, man. I don't know, <laughs> dude. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna say something. When I saw Chris walking up, oh. he's got a fucking amazing beard. I would say it's like, ah, oh, he's fucking got a nice beard, bro. That's like it's solid. I didn't I didn't know what to expect with Chris. You know, I didn't have any judgments or any preconceived ideas, but. You know, when I saw you walking up, I'm like, oh, fuck yeah, man. He's got a sweet beard. There's like something about a beard that's awesome. I always appreciate a, a good beard on a yeah. dude. It's coming mm-hmm. off tomorrow, all of it. Really? Yeah. Why? It, it, it's So I go through this cycle of, of having the, the long hair, right? Because it's like, I don't know, it's about an inch from my shoulders sure, or yeah. so. And then, yeah, the beard's been going since I got my last haircut. Because the last time I got it cut. How long we talk about? What's your, what's your time frame? Oh, before school started. So school, July ish. When when oh, did we do damn. that? The thing of the Devil's Lake, right? Oh yeah, that was like July. Was Maybe like, it was August. Because those guys, the, they didn't, they weren't, they couldn't even find me because they're looking for the long hair and the beard. And they, that was some of the kids that I work with. And um, so we're talking eight months. Yeah, for a decent beard. That's this, you, you, and I've trimmed it maybe twice. Okay, yeah, maybe. nice. Yeah, right. So yeah, but. Um, yeah, it's just it, I go through a cycle of where it's it's long, it's, it's getting warmer out, you know, and I just I shave it all off. I get I do not not so much that that military crew cut, okay, but it's a little bit longer than that in the top, and then it has the where you can spike it out in the top. Oh, you got then, the little poofy thing in the yep, front, the yeah. poofy thing. You can you can do the full hawk, yeah, right? or you can mm-hmm. or you can just yeah. Dude, I, I'm I having want, I'm having a really fucking hard time imagining you with that get up because like it like. Okay, so that, to not offend, but offend anybody no. who's listening, that's like a bro look. Sure. You know, and it's, it's like, I don't, you've got the flannel going, not a full flannel. You're going to get what's so that? much shit. That's great. <laughs> what's this What's this pattern called? It's not flannel. It's uh, it, it's plaid. Plaid, plaid. It's but, plaid. It, but it is flannel. The flannel's the material, plaid's the, the design. Okay. Right? So. So the, okay, sure. Yeah. And, 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 yeah, I mean. It's, it's hard for me to imagine. That's all I'm saying. Like, because, yeah, you look like a fucking lumberjack. Right yeah. on that. I yeah. with that. You know, yeah. and then, Doesn't he look like a yeah, lumberjack? Yeah. yeah. Uh, my, the, the kids I work with, generally, they uh, they say I look like the homeless guy. Like, they just walk around <laughs> oh, the school. Oh, I see. So, like, All right. But I'll, I'll take the lumberjack any day, for sure. But, so there's a... Oh, what was I going to say? So we had talked about, I got a new haircut a couple weeks ago. Oh, right? yeah, man. You got you got a sweet haircut. I don't know. There's a, there's a new pride with that, and... Not to to rag on you, Chris, but the homeless look. It's like, <laughs> no, man, I want to start looking sharp, sharp. Yeah, right. Yeah. And so then I made my wife get myself a little a foil trimmer for oh, down low. Nice. Yeah. Instead man. of getting that little neck See, overgrowth, it's all tight and trimmed. It's um, maintenance, man. It's yeah. just that little. You're 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 paying attention to the details. Yeah. Here's a weird question. Oh, maintenance. Do you trim your eyebrows? I do. So do I. Fucking I, full on. Do I pluck the middle part? Nobody likes a unibrow. I have some <laughs> long fucking eyebrow hairs, and Dude. I just, I just started <laughs> after I, after I got my hair cut. I just started putting the guard. just just now. Yeah, I just started because my uh, when I normally got my hair cut, they would trim it. Uh huh. So now I'm just got a fucking guard on my little trimmer. And oh yeah, man. This tight, tighten that shit up. When I was in college, I never thought twice. Like, dude, the fuck, you know, only only chicks do their eyebrows. It's just you know. And then one day I'm at the I'm at the barber, Barry Social Club, shout out, motherfuckers are awesome. My 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 boy Eric, 
he puts the, the comb into my eyebrow and he just goes Whack! and he just zip real quick right yeah. across the front. I was like, oh, and I looked. It's like it's like it, you ever fucked up your eyebrow? No one. Oh God, my God! It's so. No. <laughs> I've been. I tried trim my brows. I've got like ten different ways. Of what's the best way to do it? And I didn't use the guard initially. I've used scissors and a couple different things. You wake up in the morning sometimes, and there's that one yep. fucking eyebrow that hangs down over your eye. It's like six inches long, and, and so okay. So I'll brush it up on top of my forehead. I'm, I'm everybody that's not watching. I'm brushing it up on my forehead with my fingers right now, and then I'll use just the straight, the straight trimmer, just straight up. I'll just go right towards my face. Well, one time, I took like half of my eyebrow off. Oof! It was fucking rough. I was like, I just pulled my baseball cap down nice and tight for about a week. And then they just grow out so fast. Yeah. Neanderthal. Did you come up with a story just in case somebody asked you? No, no, uh-uh. <laughs> no. I was just like, don't look at me. I just I kept the kept the cap down tight, no worries. But it's uh yeah. Eyebrow trimming is a must. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like I know I don't look it right now. I'm wearing a fucking zip up hoodie and it's evening, man. It is. But yeah. uh yeah, I've been enjoying the the confidence that comes with a little maintenance, right? Yeah, you feel and good. it all stemmed from that stupid fucking haircut, which is amazing. You're welcome. I know. Thank you. It, so. it's how long have you how long have you had your beard? Oh man. You so got, so you've got for those who can't see, you've got like the goatee with the chin out. Huh? I don't know. It's like it just runs your chin line. Yeah, your this, line. This just is, under the chin line. Yeah, your jawline. Is, your it's jawline. pretty. I. It's always. It, you know when it. I could never get the full beard like like my man Chris here. He's got the full beard on yeah. the on the cheek lines. I I don't grow that in very well. It's yeah. always just the jawline. But um, you know, as soon as I could grow a goatee, I I rolled with the goatee for a long time. As long as I mean, remember you were telling me you were bald in a fucking goatee? <laughs> yeah, shaved head and a goatee. I looked like it came right out of the mountains on a some kind of like backwoods uh, um, one of those uh camps where all the dudes with guns live. Those uh, um, your camp? No, 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 no. <laughs> um, it's those uh, 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 anti-government oh, types. Oh. The uh, militia yeah. look like a straight-up militia guy. That's what I. That's what I look like. I came straight out of a militia camp with my goatee, my shaved head. You gotta have uh, a beer belly for that, though. I feel like a lot of the militia groups nowadays got that mm, beer belly. I don't know, man. I've seen some <laughs> videos of some militias. They're looking badass. Oh, yeah? Like they're trained up. That's, a, that's when the Civil War's coming. But that's a little <laughs> later discussion. But so. But yeah, the, I've been rocking a beard for a long time. So I remember when my first son was born, I had a goatee. Second son probably was when I started to grow out the full beard. So here's the thing. So you got a 19-month-old. Mm-hmm. When you shave that shit off. I tried it once, yeah. Yeah, it fucks them up. Mm-hmm. It just messes with your kids. And part of it is kind of awesome as a dad because it's a little bit of like, it's kind of fun to play with your kids. But when the first time I did it with my kids, when they hadn't seen me without a beard, my daughter cried. Mm-hmm. She was so like, she's like, go, go back and go put it back on. She, <laughs> she was like, go put it back on. Cause I don't want to see it. It was like, I was a different human being, mm-hmm. you know? And then when they're babies and they're so used to your beard hair, right. And you're holding them and they're up in your face and they're running their fingers. This is the coolest fucking thing in the world. I yeah, swear to God, it, it is. is. Like, I'm rocking my daughter and out of sleep and like she runs her finger through my beard. Yeah, so man, it's that's so relaxing. So, yeah. It's, it's a, another thing. How awesome is it to be a man? You know, could you, you just sit beard. there and you got your beard and you holding your baby in your arms and they're, they're, they're putting their hands in your beard. Who else gets to experience that shit? Right. 
So then the first time you shave it off, they look at you and they're just like, mm, I'm going to stay over here with mom. I don't know who this stranger danger is, dude. And then when you talk and they hear your voice, that first time they hear your voice without the facial hair, it fucks them up. Really, you can see it in their eyes. It messes with them so hard because it's like, I know the voice. It looks not like my dad, but it feels like my dad. And I don't, like, I'm, <laughs> I'm not okay with this right now. Those are some, yeah. that's having those little kids and just messing around a little bit with you. Well, even my three-year-old, when I got that haircut, he goes, that looks different. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He goes, it looks funny. You should go back. <laughs> you, should, you should go back he says i like that like you fun. drink a, a shot of whiskey and it just goes back oh yeah <laughs> it should especially in your chest that's the, the whiskey boom chest hair um so uh we've tested all three of the bottles um chris i noticed you're a little light over there so at any point in the evening at this point forward feel free to just it could be dangerous. snag whatever you want brother the super sweet stuff is over there yeah i i, I do have to finish i mean that is my like my go-to, so I have to finish with that. Okay, but, uh, it is sweet. If you like maple syrup, it, as soon as you open the bottle, I mean that's that's what you smell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Chris yeah. is referring but. to the whiskey that he brought me uh, a couple weeks ago, which is Knob Creek, uh, but it's a smoked is maple. It, it is not Fort Knox. It is uh, forty-five percent, uh, ninety proof. Yeah, I don't know. Is that out of Kentucky? Knob Creek is that out of Kentucky? Yeah, I think so. Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey. So, uh, I got What does that mean? I got it. Well, hold on. Hold let's on. just we get got, every marker. Let's open this up. Like, what do you know about bourbon? What do you know about whiskey? What's the difference? Uh, well, so bourbon is whiskey. Yes. Period. That's uh, mm-hmm. to start with bourbon is whiskey. Whiskey. Uh, so, as much as Chardonnay is a wine. Right. So, but, but it's, it's so bourbon is a whiskey. There's a bourbon whiskey. There's a rye whiskey. Um, there's, there's wheat whiskey. So, this, it's all about kind of what's in it. And I honestly, I don't know the nuts and bolts of the barley and the wheat and there's there's rice there's different kinds of making different ways of making whiskey so it, the, your your base ingredients i i I'm not, i can't tell you the exact difference but what i can say is you can't call it kentucky bourbon whiskey unless it's at least 4 years aged yeah uh yeah it, it, no um it can't be straight bourbon whiskey unless it's at least 2 years 2 years aged Okay. Straight bourbon whiskey, not Kentucky bourbon whiskey. Yeah, straight bourbon whiskey. Straight bourbon whiskey, it has to be at least aged, I believe, and this is my own knowledge, but two years. Okay. Um, it has to be at least 51% corn, and it has to be aged in American white oak barrels. That makes bourbon. Now, you can have all those factors. You put it into, say, they make it in Europe. It's not yeah. bourbon. Right. Because it's not made in America. Yep. And some people even say if it's not made in Kentucky, it's not made in bourbon. Not quite a bourbon either but yeah it has to be at least 51 point uh 51 percent corn in in the mash right where you're mm-hmm. fermenting yep. the all 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 the goodness um then then it's a bourbon as long as it's 51 percent corn i did not know that mumbo jumbo oh don't be a gas hater gas and diesel baby gas and diesel so we're we're around the baraboo area here in the sock county um you got Wollersheim. It's not too far. Yeah, Wollersheim's to, great. You know they got uh, they they have a distillery now yep. where they make uh, they they made their first. I think it's called a whiskey, but they, it might they, be a they've got they've got brandy, mm-hmm. they've got whiskey, and they've got rye whiskey. Whiskey then then yeah. So I tried theirs. It was a hundred percent hundred proof, 
and it was good stuff. But it, for as far as gasoline taste, <laughs> way more gasoline. Oh than, my god, their their yeah, original yeah. bourbon was rough. Mm-hmm. The rye, which is tends to be a little bit more on the sweet side of rye, is the rye was was decent rye. Their first bourbon was hard. It was hard to drink, but I think any. Any new distillery, when you're just starting out, that early age, two to four years, it's going to be way alcohol forward, mm-hmm. you know, and they're just trying to put something out there with yeah. a, with their label on it. They want, but they're going to have how many barrels sitting in the back aging because, you know, with age comes that smooth. Yeah, so if you're a new distillery, yeah, like your first stuff. You've, you've been planning for two to four years. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And so, you got to get it out there. When Driftless opened up, they actually had um, they had bourbon that was made years prior to even them opening their doors. So then they could start selling a four-year-old bourbon yeah. right away. But it was aging in barrels before they even opened the doors. Right, right. So, so someone had the idea, and it... It's oh, it's four years in the making. Yeah, it's four years in the making when you're when you're selling a bourbon out of the bottle. I think a Kentucky a Kentucky bourbon has to be four. I I, I want to say four. Maybe not. Maybe it's only two. I, you know, to your point, it, if, it's, if, it says, if it says the straight bourbon whiskey, straight. then it's yeah. then it's at least two years. Okay, minimum. So what's Makers? Because Makers is a solid, but I want to say Makers is four, but it might only be two. Honestly, I don't really know the answer to that right now. Dude, that's the greatest sound in the world. Ding, motherfucker. Ding. Okay, so Kyle, the the audio purist, no, is shitting it, it on our it, whiskey. It got it. It got it. It he's, got it all. He's muting the mics when we're dropping cubes in the glass. I'm just trying <laughs> to be efficient while I'm sitting here. <laughs> and I had one too many ice cubes, so I just threw one in my mouth. Mm, so sorry. Careful, I choked on mine last time I did that. That makes for great audio. I thought it was the. The smoky fucking dirt, but it was the ice cube I was choking on. Yeah, no, I knew what it was. It's like you picked it up off the fucking floor. Yeah, I saw I you, motherfucker. <laughs> okay, this guy was he, last time this he rinses off the fucking beer pong balls in water, and you're drinking. You're drinking up ice off the floor of the office. Oh man! So God. my uh, so we were up, we were at my grandfather's the other day, and my and a lot of people are there, right? And uh, do you wanna you wanna fill here this now? I'll, I'll I'll try a little bit of it. And uh, my son, my uncle gave my son less a, than that. Then yes, less than that, please. <laughs> my uncle gave my son a lollipop and he dropped it on the floor, and so I was like, okay, whatever. So I fucking thank you, sir. Suck it off and uh, give it back to my kid. My cousin's like, that's the daddest thing I've ever seen. I'm like, we talking about? Fuck yeah, man. So, can't throw away his lollipop. He'll get fucking angry. Just rinse it off. I do that with the passy. I do it. Like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, you know, it's just like it's on the floor. It's in the middle of the night. She's crying, you know, so I pick it up, put it in my mouth, uh, pull all the... I don't even rinse that shit anymore. Yeah, no, it's, that's the thing is that your your body's trained. You were born for this minute. This this moment, when you walk in the room, the passy's on the ground, it's fucking dirty. You don't want to give it to your beautiful baby, but you're like, I'm going to take one for the team. I'm the dad. That's what's happened. So you suck that thing off. There's a little. There's a little bit of cracker crumbs. Maybe some. Maybe some salt from walking in from outsides on the floor. Cat hair, little whatever. cat hair. Yeah. It's like you're gonna take that shit because that's just how. That's that's how dads roll. Yeah. Yeah. That sacrifice, man. So the ice means nothing to me. Here's the thing. It, but Here. you're not doing it for anybody but yourself. That's the fucked up part. Here's the thing. Right. I put these carpet tiles in this room. What fucking. 
two months ago. Oh, my God. And the only one who's ever sat in the spot is me. And 90% of the time, I don't have shoes on even sitting here. That makes it worse. Yeah, no, so it you doesn't. Got foot f- funk on there, man. Socks, bro. I wear <laughs> fucking socks. Okay. Legit. You got a barrier. And Good. honestly, I'm sitting just like I am now, which is kicked back, feet away from where I'm sitting, and I got a little space heater, and my little toesies stay nice and okay. toasty warm. So when you guys clean your house, right? Like you're going to vacuum. You're going to get a room today. Yeah. yeah. See, okay. <laughs> right. So you always got that corner. Right? Nobody stands in the corner. Right? Nobody stands over there. Nobody spends any fucking time in the corner. But for some fucking weird reason, the corner's the dirtiest fucking place in the room. It's because, I don't know, you got drafts. Doesn't get as much attention. Yeah, so that fucking ice cube is rolling around your nasty-ass corner over there, and you're sucking on it. (laughs) Fucking tasted better than that smoky dirt. (laughs) Ooh, that's some sweet, sweet whiskey. It is sweet. It's so, yeah, it's got that maple. As soon Mm -hmm. as you open the bottle, you you smell the maple syrup. Yeah, my whole whole cabinet above my fridge, Mm -hmm. which has that liquor in it, smells like maple syrup. Mm -hmm. So I'm I'm just a huge fan of maple syrup. So that's one of my reasons I love this stuff. Yeah, and maybe, and, uh, and I enjoy sweet things as well. So I don't mind that at all. So... Knowing that it has to be at least 51% corn. Why are you laughing over there? Fucking what? Because <laughs> my voice cracked? Just a little bit. Yeah, yeah I did. A little I bit. didn't hear it. I heard it. It, it has begun. We this might, is, this, this is, is the second time this, I've drank this year. <laughs> this episode may never make the light of day by the end of the night. Yeah, I'm going to fucking accidentally delete. You guys are jackasses. <laughs> why, why, why do I get looped? Because Ike's this? mean. Ike's a mean drunk, and he mm. wants to fight. You ever been in a fight for real? Hmm? I, that's a good question. That is a good question. I've been in like three fights for real. Like legit like fisticuffs. Like legit fisticuffs fights. Yeah. It's, you know, it's a, one, it's a weird thing, right? So as a dude, like I'm, I feel like I'm, I'm fairly strong. I feel like I can handle my shit. But yeah, I, I, I wouldn't fight you. Fuck that. I don't know shit, though. Like I, I have this, it's a, kind of like a false confidence. So, so this YouTube video comes up, this Oklahoma football player, right? College football player. Mm-hmm. And he's kind of a badass. You know, he's a big dude, ripped, you know, strong, kind of cocky. He's a football stud. He's out drinking with his bros. And he comes across this dude. And, and so someone starts taking this video, which nothing doesn't get video nowadays. Um, and he's kind of poking this guy, right? And this dude's like the one. So the dude he's poking's already got a bloody nose. So he's been hit by somebody. We don't know who, but somebody already punched him once. He's got a bloody nose. And he's not, like, engaging, you know? He's just, like, kind of looking away, and this guy's instigating and instigating. Like, a typical... That's kind of... I don't know. I'm going to say douchebag, because the dude's like, already bleeding, man. Yeah, it's a typical douchebag, kind of jockish kind of thing. Like, yeah. I'm tough. I'm, I'm more popular than you. I'm more important than you. And he's poking him in the chest. Come on, motherfucker. Come on, bitch. So... The guy happens to be a trained MMA fighter. Ooh, nice. Well, has he got a bloody nose then? Well, because he's a pacifist unless he's in the fucking ring. In, in my nice. mind, anyway. More props to that guy. Right. In sure. my mind. Like, I think if you're a trained fighter, then chances are you know how to control that shit. Like, sure. you don't get angry. You just get efficient. Not sure. to mention, if you punch somebody, they die, man. You're a lethal weapon. Exactly. They you know, hit. it's like Bruce Lee. It's like, you know, these things are lethal weapons. I'm waving my fingers in front mm-hmm. of no camera right now. So this guy, he 
his buddy, actually, his buddy behind him reaches out and gives him a sharp poke right in the chest with your fingers. That, that fucking sucks. Mm. It doesn't feel good anytime, but it's a, like a sharp jab right in the chest. And the guy's like, all right. And he fucking cleans the floor with him quickly. You know, a couple of swift punches, throws him to the ground, puts him in a guillotine, wraps the hooks around, and it's done instantly. And this guy, all of a sudden, he's got a broken, what's that bone behind your eyeball? Used to know. I actually cracked somebody's bone there, but I can't. can't Whatever that fucking bone is, there's a bone back there that he cracked it, right? He Mm -hmm. fucked it up. The guy's going to have to wear a patch, and he can't play football for like six months and all this because you fucked with the wrong dude. So how many people know how to fight? I think nowadays with jujitsu and MMA getting more popular, you got to be careful who you're fucking with because mm-hmm. I don't care how big or badass a dude looks. It should be this this guy that just looks very unassuming could just clean yeah. your clock, man. Yeah. I watch ridiculousness. Ridiculousness. Is that that? It's like a. Is that a YouTube show? I, so it's it's MTV show, and they basically pull everything off of like YouTube videos. Yeah, I've, right. I've seen this guy with the weird flat bill, crooked cap. Yeah, and yeah. Rob yeah. Rob Deer Deerdrick or something like that. He's he a skateboarder. Me fucking nuts. Anyway, but so it's like uh, America's Funny Home Videos, but obviously a little bit more raunchy, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So, but they have a whole category of the little guy. Taking down oh, really? Goliath. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it, you got to be careful. It feels good, know. though, watching those, doesn't it? It does. God, like, it I, feels I good. love rooting for an underdog. So, mm-hmm. so see a little guy just smoke a big guy. Yeah. Especially, especially if when, he's being a bully. Yeah. Right, right there. Yeah. That's the best. Okay. Back to fights. I'm just thinking that fucking, I remember when MTV played music. Whoa. That yeah. was a long, they only did it for a couple of years. <laughs> hey, we're going to get to fights, but. Uh, Uh-oh. I got to take a leak. He broke the seal. He's going to break the seal, ladies and gentlemen. If he's doing it, I might as well do it. Yeah, too. I think we got to just we'll be right take back. care of shit. <laughs> oh, we've been back. We're back. <laughs> oh, we've been back. We've been back. Oh, I missed the so, cue. No, that, we didn't give it Bill, to you. Bill didn't catch it last time when I came in and sat down early. Yeah. That was fucking awesome. Did he listen to that? I purposely <laughs> he, edited that in. He, he had to go back to it. And because I got to that point and I said, Oh my God, you're, you're I know, talking I, about your hogs. And he goes, What? And I said, I said, oh, you haven't heard it? And he says, I listened to the whole podcast. I'm like, the fucking part were the hogs. And he's just like, what are you talking about? I said, I couldn't believe Kyle left it in there. So it was awesome. So last episode. I'm sorry I missed him. No, I know. It's all good. <laughs> it's okay. And I'm just going to reflect. We really know briefly. you're a loser right now, but you'll catch up. I'm going to reflect briefly, and then we're going to get back to fighting. Okay. So let's, let's just stay focused to the best of our abilities, which for you two, I mean, yeah, not fucking. We're, we're dailies. You're Anyways. fucked. <laughs> Anyways, so last episode, uh, and I didn't realize this until I was editing, Ike came in before Bill and I from our little break, and he's talking about how we're in the hallways, fucking talking about how the size of our hogs. And so <laughs> when I was editing it, and then there was a further conversation that lasted for like two minutes after that about Bill's chair and trying to get him comfortable and shit like that. Yeah. So I took out everything but Ike's little monologue about us playing with our hogs, and they were like, and hey, we're back. <laughs> it was... It was perfect. It was, it was good, just man. like I, I came it. in. You guys were outside talking about something. I just quick came in and sat down, and I just said, "Welcome back, everybody." And then this fucker starts texting me like, "You left that part in." Like, yeah, it was fucking. Perfect. It was awesome. <laughs> I didn't. I fully believe that you were going to edit it out. I did. I but I'm glad you did. It's fun. Yeah. Yeah. Like I didn't think initially when we come into this that I was going to edit much, and I don't. Let me to just be clear. I don't edit much, um, but I'm getting better at it, even when I do edit. So I, I like personally like that you don't edit much 
because there's something about something that's too edited that you can tell and yeah. it and it changes the way it feels. Yeah. I mean, honestly, like everything we do today, everything is so fucking automated and so perfect and we can make everything so clean and crisp. It really all kind of boils back to that feeling you get from any kind of process. So if there's there's a, how many fucking car makers out there, how many whiskey makers out there, it's all about the feeling you have. You know, that's what I think is more important than anything else that we do today as far as consumer goes and, and what we listen to and what we do with our time because there's so many options. It's like we're going to do the things that feel good, mm-hmm. you know. Not not so much following everybody else's lead, but just really doing what feels good. I think that's the next step for our society. I hope so. Yeah. It's yeah. like stepping into really what feels good. As long as people this accept feels what feels good for them, but maybe or, or for the other person, but it might not feel good for them, but maybe yeah. they accept it. Does that make sense? No, I don't understand what you're saying. So somebody's doing something that feels feels good to that person. Okay. Somebody on the outside is looking in and saying... You know, I don't understand that. I don't see why you're doing that. But hey, that's you. Oh Go yeah, yeah, it. yeah. Totally understand it. Yeah, that's a, accepting everybody for who they are and what they feel is what's right for them. Fuck mm-hmm. yeah, we need we need way more of that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Have you guys seen that video, of the doctor's office? Mm-hmm. So there's these. It, there is this. It was this uh, 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 psychological experiment, right? So there's these two people in the doctor's office, and it's like one one guy sitting to read a magazine, another lady sitting there on her phone, right? And it's like. It's a real doctor's office, and they called in people to, for uh, an appointment. Um, but it was like a, a premise of like, you know, um, we, you're new on our list, and you want to come in and get a free checkup. You give us a checkup, right? People come in, right? So the two people in the office already are actors, right? Mm-hmm. And so there's a PA system. And so every time this ding sound goes over the PA system, the actors stand up. They stand there for like 10 seconds and they sit back down. Okay. Yeah. So then the first person comes in who's legit, not in on it, comes in, sits down in the chair. Ding. Fucking sound goes off. The actors stand up and the person's looking around like, what the fuck's going on? The fuck's going on? These <laughs> people are fucking standing up, right? So then they sit back down and then the fucking chime goes off again five minutes later. Bing. They stand up and the person's like, Looking around a little bit more, it's like, ah, and then you I, you could almost see it in her face, like, am I supposed to fucking stand yep. up every time the ding goes off? <laughs> and then so they then do, right? Someone else comes in, in the office, right? So then the, the, the person that was in there first, beyond the actors, when the ding goes off, they don't want to be the, like, the only person not sitting down. So they fucking stand up. And then the next one happens... And the third person stands up and the fourth person. And pretty soon you got a whole group of fucking people standing up and they don't have a fucking clue why. Yeah. 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 It's just like, ah, we're so, it's so interesting. Our psychology to want to fit in. Just me. Don't worry. Yeah. No, I'm not worried. I just, you look like you got a good case on your phone. (laughs) I got to check in on the wife every once in a while. Otherwise Mm -hmm. you never know something might happen. And she's like, why did you answer? I feel that man. I feel that I got to. I so I keep my phone on the counter too, just because there's times when you just like so right now my stepson's at home, my wife, my lovely wife, celebrating her fortieth birthday in Sedona, Arizona mm. right now. Happy so, birthday. Yeah, happy yeah, birthday. Yeah, yeah, man. Should be someplace warm too. That's nice. Fucking A. She said she got sunburned today. 
which What's is that like? fucking hilarious to me because she should have known better. But she, I asked her, I'm like, so did you put on sunscreen? She's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I put on sunscreen. And then her friends in the background, she's like, no, we didn't. We put on fucking lotion with the 5 SPF. It's like, that's not sunscreen. Come on. White people got to know, like, yeah. we just, we can't Sun go. tanning lotion. Wisconsin white people got to know. We yeah. can't go out on vacation to Florida in March. No. Without, like, a gallon of sunscreen. Do you tan? Huh? Are you able to tan? I, you, I do. See, I don't tan. I go fucking from pale white to beet red. You don't tan at all? Not really. Oh, dude, that sucks. It turns red, and then I go, I go tan. Yeah. Yeah. It turns red. You should say my skin turns red. My skin turns it, red. It, that's, it, that's it turns way better. My, yeah, my clarity. Skin turns red. Just to be clear, <laughs> talking it's about very important. Well, skin. We, we were in Cancun. <laughs> and Wait, what skin? Four? Four, four, five, four, six, seven, four. eight. What, you got a three iron over there? No, that's a sand wedge, buddy. <laughs> so, yeah, no, I, 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 I turn red for the... First day and then next day it turns tan. I don't peel really. Much. Yeah, it's pretty nice. That's nice. Dang, but does it hurt? Does the sunburn fucking hurt? This there's, first there's day. There's been one or two times where it really hurt, and that was because we went on like a six hour canoe trip. Oh yeah. No, no lotion whatsoever. So yeah, I tan. Yeah, I tan pretty That's... pretty decent. I get like every once in a while on the back of my neck. So I'm a landscaper. So the like the first really nice hot day of the year, yeah. you know, it's like you're wearing your sleeveless shirt or whatever. And I'll get some, I'll get a little bit of burn on my shoulders and my neck, but it's not bad. And I tan pretty quick. I thought you meant, do you tan? Oh no 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 no! Not like, do you go to a tanning booth? I hmm. I used to when I would go on vacation in the wintertime. So we would take um, the family on a on a trip, usually to Florida or California or someplace every February, and we're white as fuck. Here in February, like we barely see the light of day. You know, it's so cold outside. So like I can match an ice cube right now. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. So it, I would get a little one month membership to the tanning bed salon mm -hmm. thing, whatever. And then I would go and you go three, four days a week, get that tanning bed. And I will say like underneath the UV lights, it feels pretty nice. There's like a, uh, uh, you know, like the first time you feel sunshine, it's a, it's good for your emotional state almost. It's just like you feel that that warmth that goes all the way through your body. So, it's, do you get vitamin D from a tanning bed? It depends on the lights, maybe. I don't know. I know there's UV. There's 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 lights that grow emit lights. UV, yeah. That emit there's grow lights. Are those, are and those I know the there's same a, lights as a tanning bed. There's lights that Bill, people Bill, who, Bill, Bill, get the fucking yeah. This. Get the computer out, Bill. Yeah, come on. There's lights that folks who have like seasonal depression disorder, seasonal yeah, depression. Yeah, yeah, Like it's you know, sunlight. It's but UV. Light. Can you get a tan from that? I don't know. That's mm. what I'm asking. So if we're talking about plants, you know what color light? Because white light is multiple colors, right? Yeah. What light does plants absorb the most? Blue light, right? Blue and red, yeah. Blue and red, yeah, yeah. yeah. It has to do with like the, the fuck you talking about. We're talking about plants. We didn't talk about plants. We did grow lights, grow lights. Oh, yeah, okay. he's talking about weed. <laughs> no, I mean, that is look at that beard. You lion sack of shit. No weed. No weed. No weed. Okay. Do you, Kyle? Do I smoke? No. Yeah. No. Do you, did you have do you edibles? Anything? No. CBD? No. So. Fuck, I don't. I barely drink. That's right. Three, three, three days a year. Fair. Enough. That's fair. That's fair. fair. Yep. You know what? Though some people they don't drink at all, but they smoke. Yeah, you that's know. True. So there's. So I just I, I, uh, yeah, I don't 
want something artificial changing my mood. I don't know. There's something weird about that. Well, there's something to be said about smoking. I mean, you're you're burning plant material, right? And you're putting that in your lungs. Yeah. And that's why maybe like the edibles versus smoking more, right? Yeah. I think I think what I like about and it's and it might even just be the idea of it, but there's something about the inhalation of the smoke and then the aftertaste and it's such an unpleasant thing for me. Mm-hmm. It just really is. Yeah. It's like even with cigars, like the cigar kind of goes back to the what's great about a good dram. It's like who you're with, the environment, what you're doing. And even if it's a really, I mean, I know the difference between a shitty cigar and a good cigar. Right. But but it's like, even if it's a premium cigar, there's still a point where it's like. It's I, still tobacco. I just can't, I, I, can't, I can't do it anymore. Yeah. It's still that burned carbon material. Yeah. It's going to your lungs. Yeah. Well, you can't, I, it, you can't negate that. You no, can't, you can't get rid of that. It, and that's the problem. Yeah. It's, it's, so no. it's it, but it's more about in my mouth. It's like the taste. It's like when I go to bed at night and, and it's like, it's in my, it's in my mouth. It's in my hair. I can smell it in my hair. It's on my clothes. Mm-hmm. I don't like that. Mm-hmm. I don't like that after smell of the cigar or even the, the sick, like back in the day when people could smoke in bars, oh, you'd go out man. to, isn't that weird? That was awful. Yeah. No, it's it's uh um well, so I I'm a fan of feeling good. Okay. Cheers. So cheers, cheers, everybody. Little Ding. little little sippy sippy going on. I'm a fan of feeling good. I'm a fan of like one of the things that I appreciate about cannabis, about pot marijuana, whatever you want to call it, is that it's far less dangerous than alcohol is. Yeah. It takes far fewer lives than alcohol does. Mm-hmm. And it's, it like mellows people out. You know, like I know a lot of people, when they start drinking, they get fucking mean, which you'll find out about me real quick, Kyle. <laughs> Just fucking remember I said that. But with the, I've never met anybody that's a total piece of shit asshole when they're smoking pot. Unless it's laced with PCP. Right. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I've never experienced that. Just but videos, sh- YouTube. Okay. That's yeah. It. Yeah. That's all it's my, like my experience. That's an that. alligator but, shit or yeah. crocodile. Whatever. You've ever seen those videos of those yeah. guys? Oh my God. The guy smashing his face into the bus. Have you seen that one? So I was in Florida when there was that case where, um, Dude was eating homeless guy's face, and that was bath salts. Oh my though. god! But I know yeah. there's there's instances instances where where people were they smoked marijuana laced with PCP, where they did the exact same oh, thing. Fucking crazy, man! It is. It's like they call it chasing the dragon because you get that first massive amazing high. That was with heroin, but yeah. Well, just about anything though, really. Yeah. It's like you know, even even with whiskey, mm-hmm. it's like so. Kyle's pretty fucked up right now. <laughs> no, I'm good. <laughs> You know when he says he's good, he's not good. Anyway, we we it's all right, it's all good, Kyle. It's evening. We got we got we got, yeah, we got some time bikes, yet. Bikes we're, driving me. Home. We're only an hour fifty in. We got a lot of time tonight yet. So it's that when you start to drink, like my son, he's twenty one. He drinks to get drunk. That's it. Period. It's but the age. problem is when you're drinking to get drunk and you're pounding beers and pounding beers and pounding beers. What used to take you eight beers now takes you sixteen. Mm-hmm. What used to take you sixteen now takes you twenty four. It's at some point along that line, though, your hippocampus, right, that, that part that forms memories, can't, right, because that's where you black out, right? I don't fucking know. Don't look what? at me. No, no, see, all right, so full disclosure, right, I had to take alcohol classes, so you learn a lot about this stuff. So alcohol, so you start at some point where you're, you're drinking three beers, you feel drunk, all right, I'm just throwing out numbers. Yeah. 
And after a while, takes you six beers, takes you, yeah. takes you more, takes you 12 pack. All right. At, at some point, your brain is, is so drunk. Your body's getting used to that. So you can, you can manage your body at some point where you're that drunk. It doesn't seem that bad, but you feel fine. It doesn't matter. You're still at whatever point, whatever point, point yeah. whatever yeah. one point. Okay. Whatever, and, yeah. and if you, you know what you're doing at, in that moment, the next day you can't you can't recall those memories. That's interesting because it was not stored. Isn't that though like so when you talk about people ODing, like isn't that the same concept? Like, could be. I don't. This is gonna sound stupid because I don't. I can know say sh- it. I don't know shit about drugs, but you're taking heroin, right? Yeah. And you're taking X amount of heroin. And eventually X becomes Y because mm-hmm. you're not getting the same effect. Mm-hmm. And eventually Y Chasing becomes the dragon. Yeah. Z. Yeah, that's, that's it. Yeah. And then eventually you're dead because you you don't feel the high anymore, but you're injecting so much that your fucking heart gives so, out. So essentially what you're saying, if I'm understanding this correctly, is that your body experiences the exact same effect from the exact same amount of substance, whatever it is you're ingesting, but the hippocampus in the brain processes it at a, almost like at a, at, a, at, a, at a delayed time frame compared to what it used to because it's so used to being that way. So the hippocampus stores your memories, right? It puts it in this little gray matter area where you can retrieve it later. Sure. If it can't put it in that area where you can tre- re- retrieve it, you're not going to have those memories. Okay. But how does that, how does that affect like your current, your current mindset? So if, if I take this a bottle of Highland Park 12 and I drink the whole fucking bottle... How does that does does the does the does the hippocampus when it's when it's firing these memories it doesn't get into the storage space mm-hmm. so it's like it's 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 firing but but it's it's inhibited how does that work it's firing but it's inhibited so it doesn't get to that point where you can store it okay because if you can store it you can retrieve it right so yeah so if you get into that place where and the whole aspect of this is your body's used to this alcohol in your bloodstream but it's getting used to it so you that's why like after three beers you might feel drunk but then after a while you've been drinking that much and you increase it to a, a six pack or a 12 pack you, you feel fine that's because mm-hmm. your body's used to it right but doesn't change the the percentage of alcohol in your bloodstream right but, so, but so your that, tolerance, so there's, your so there's that's tolerance yeah. is the word. Yes. So, so your tolerance goes up, mm-hmm. but it, but your brain doesn't, what, it's still just like, there's a disconnect there at some point. Right. Mm-hmm. But that's, that's tolerance, right? It's mm-hmm. a disconnect in your brain. Your body still feels it, but your brain creates a tolerance. So it's like, okay, we've seen this shit before. This has hit us before. So we know what's going on. So we're going to kind of build up a little bit of fucking defenses so we know what's coming so we can still function. But you, you can't know? store memories. That's the problem. Mm. So you're still functioning, but you're not. What's being replaced at that point is you're not storing memories. So you're yeah, still but, f- functioning at that point. But I would argue that are you really functioning? Because clearly if you got an OWI, you got pulled over for a reason. So you did well, something okay. wrong. So it's Judgment. like that. Front, frontal cortex of your brain harnesses that that's the part of judgment Dude, right? are you a fucking brain scientist no psychology and abnormal psychology area I, I went to college i got a four-year degree bachelor's degree in therapeutic recreation we we studied all kinds of things we started anatomy Thera- physiology, wait, therapeutic recreation therapeutic recreation the, okay the propulsive unit the propulsive use of recreation activities for a therapeutic purpose 
So like, so like so exercise act, therapy. Yeah, exercise therapy. That's a good way to put it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but not just in companies. I, I know that's a dumb. Yeah, yeah. That's a dumb way. I don't. I don't Playing mean just like checkers with lift, Ike lift is therapeutic. Boom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely, it's like music therapy, but it's recreational therapy. Well, that's no different yeah. than what we do here. You know, people say, "Oh, well, what the fuck does playing pool have to do with growing as a person?" Well, yeah. it's all about that social. It's about learning. Yeah, yeah, social. Yeah, Bam, social right skills. Absolutely. So recreational therapy. Mm-hmm. That's fucking awesome. That, it was a great degree. I, I appreciate you. Thank you. That's a, that's that's a fucking noble fucking thing to step into. So so before all of this, I was a activity coordinator for residents with dementia at a nursing home. Okay. So that that's why I was speaking to population. It really depends on the population you're working with, depending on how the therapy that you give. Mm-hmm. Is but it's all activity based. It's all recreational based, because there's a lot that you get from during play. Oh and yeah, man. That's, yeah, yeah, absolutely. You all your fucking guards go down when you're playing, mm-hmm. you and know? and you're learning. Yeah, because you're learning social cues based on other participants, um, and and you're and based on challenges of the game. Mm-hmm. That's that's where you see growth because. Depending on what the game is, if it if it's too easy, you're not learning much, right? You're just yeah. smashing through it. If it's too hard, you're gonna give up at some point because it's too hard. I don't want to. I don't want to do this. Why? But if there's that happy medium between play and challenge. You're getting that that growth because you. Oh man, I'm seeing this. So everybody, I'm seeing, I'm seeing the locked fingers. <laughs> well, we are, or lean back. And we are in, in fucking rapt attention right now Sweet. because this is like, I'm so fucking happy that we're talking about this right now. This is bringing some serious amount of joy to my life. So please continue. Yeah. So so that 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 uh, compromise between challenge and and participation, really. Because if you get too much challenge, you're going to have lack of participation. You have too much participation, lack of challenge. It's going to go the same way. Yeah, it's too easy. I don't want to do it. So you got to have that right, the right aspect. And then um, you got to throw in there's there's growth in between there because you're working with other other individuals, whether it's through a team or individual. Like mm-hmm. you have accomplished goal and you want to win. You're learning all kinds of things, and and that's where recreation therapy. Therapeutic recreation really kicks off. Okay, so real quick. Sure. This motherfucker questions. needs to come on our camp out. Yeah. Yeah, let's Fuck do it. A. Experiential learning. This, half the guys that uh, that Chris works with should start coming to league. Okay, For so sure. I will say this. One guy was in. First off, we've talked about this a few times. Kyle and Logan and I did some fucking sweet key and peel action <laughs> at the high school. Nice. Um, and, and it was like this breakout session day. But we yeah, had our teen summit. It was. Oh, it was a teen fuck. summit. That was a long time that ago. That was so fucking. I got a picture of that. That was so fucking sweet. Is it on your wall? Yeah. No, it's not. Break that shit out. Let me see it. Where is it? You're not in there because you were prepping for your sesh. Oh, what a fuck. Oh, it's Eli, dude. That's so awesome. That teen summit was fucking awesome. That man. was legit. That's the stuff I was trying to go. apply for. Yeah, was that go. was that ex- experiential learning? It was, yeah. was really what the job title was called. And yeah, taking taking um, that man with the stash, just so you know, <laughs> that that was right around the time you stopped drinking. You were talking about weight. Oh, I called them out. I'm sorry. It, oh, no, it's okay. It, it's I'm a douche. To call out. We can we can dive into that if we need to. <laughs> no, no, I ain't, I ain't ready to dive into that yet. Oh, right. I ain't ready for that. Keep keep 
keep the, focusing this on du- Chris. Here. Du- douche moment there. Okay. But no, so the experiential experiential part of that, you know, you're, you're going out and you're camping. There's mm-hmm. so much more than that. Oh my God. It's just, it's the depth. Yeah. The depth to, to every little thing that happens, all the little pieces, the challenges that these, that these young men experience when we do our camp outs. Mm-hmm. We did this. Oh fuck. We did this. So, uh, uh getting shivers. Fucking a man. This, this stuff goose, fires me up so big. So we did this, uh, uh, wild shelter building, right? So they had to build a shelter that they oh, could sleep yeah. in overnight, Sweet. but no tools and only what they could find on the fucking ground. So they couldn't cut a tree down. They couldn't do anything. It had to be found on the ground. They had to build a shelter, right? You could bend a tree over though, right? Uh, you could bend a tree over, okay. but you couldn't like you couldn't snap a tree. You no. just had to find what you, okay. So we and said- there was, there was guidelines. There was, go ahead. So you had to, uh, you had to build it in such a fashion that if it would rain, you wouldn't get wet on the ground. Yeah. Yeah, you had to be able to sleep in it in, in inclement weather, I yeah. think is the words we use. Yeah. So, yeah. so, so use pine trees. No, but both sheltered from above, but also underneath. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The oh. challenge was how would you stay dry? Yeah, you got to stay more, more pine high, trees. high and dry was a big one. And then like a shelter from elements. Yep. Okay. okay. And that included bears. And fucking bears. <laughs> <laughs> no and food wolverines. in Wolverines. <laughs> so we we separated these groups of kids, right? And there was there was one group had four and one group had three, right? So the group yeah, that had three, there was two seniors and a freshman. And this freshman kid, I'm gonna tell you, man, like he came up, he'd first off, he'd never been anywhere without power. He'd never been anywhere without running water. This is what he'd the never, program is for. Yeah, he'd never been in, in the woods before, right? Nice. So we show up, we take their fucking phones, we build a big fire, and we just and, and it's no no running water. No power, no heat, no nothing, okay? And the two seniors and this freshman, the freshman, he's super green. He's never, he's never split a piece of wood, and he, but he's, he's excited. He's got this fucking energy that these other the seniors are like, ah, we got this. We're big, tough fucking seniors. You know, we know what's up. So they get put with this freshman, and they're like, oh, this is going to fucking suck. This kid, he doesn't know anything. He's a little guy. He weighs like 85 pounds <laughs> sopping wet. He's just this little fucking dude, right? So they're up there and they're like, oh, I don't know. Let's send him off for some fucking bullshit errands while we're getting our shit done because we know what's up, right? That was their attitude. Like, we got this. I love this so far. It, we, come across their, we come across their fucking shelter and they're like, dude, you wouldn't believe how fucking amazing this guy is. All we got to say is we need a six-foot-long stick that's straight. And he shows up three minutes later with a fucking <laughs> stick that's six-foot-long and straight. It's amazing. And this this kid was like, his energy, his like, this, this like desire to be included and to do something he's never done before was like, he would fucking sprint off to the woods and he'd pull, find his fucking stick and he'd fucking, oh, uh, seven foot, he'd break a fucking foot off and he'd drag it back. He's like, is this good, guys? Is, did I do a good job? And these oh, guys like, dude, that is so awesome. Thank you. And you could just see him. His power was so fucking huge, man. Like, he was 10 feet tall. He was 10 feet tall. He provided for the group. He did, man, and and he was the guy that they least expected to come through. Yeah, it was so fucking beautiful, man. It, it, yeah, it, I'm getting like, right, right now. now it like it, it makes me Legit. have tears in my eyes. It just makes me want to go back on that fucking trip, dude. Soon, can we do? You that remember in the, the soon? Can we? Yeah, we do it ever. So we yeah, man. Oh, Fuck. Do you remember? Was it two years ago when we made him do the fucking log press? Oh because my they got god! The lo- and who was, was the like short the marine the log short. press? It was so awesome. So 
Okay. <laughs> Those poor. You know what? Go ahead. You sorry. Go ahead. So we send these guys on a scavenger hunt mm -hmm. at midnight. Wait, wait. You got to lay out the scavenger hunt. Just okay. It's, so it's my a, uncle has my uncle has like three to four hundred acres. So Ike and I, I the day that, before, yeah. drive around in this mule, and we fucking put markers in random ass locations throughout this four hundred acres. Right? Whoa! It's not four fucking hundred they acres. They grew. <laughs> it, is, it is eighty seconds. acres. You told me originally eighty acres, right? <laughs> no, it's over hundred for sure. No, it's is it? It's like four hundred. Yeah, it's four hundred. Yeah, not the area we work. No, 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 no. The no. area we work is a lot smaller. Yeah, we 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 work maybe half of it. Maybe, maybe the bowl is like the bowl. We is maybe actually it's maybe a third of it. Can, okay. can I say if you need help working the land, call me next time. Yeah, happy to cut so you anyways, down. Do whatever. Oh like, man, I love okay. no. Yeah. So we so we drive around and we're in this bowl. So if you can imagine a bowl, hills on three, three sides, sides, all wooded, mm -hmm. and in the middle of this bowl is a fucking cabin. Sounds and sweet fucking cabin. That's our headquarters, right? So we drive around. We place these fucking markers with these stupid fucking riddles. A snow stake. You got it. So it's a snow stake. Yeah. So like one of those Wisconsin, big long you know, orange, yeah. orange uh, reflectors with like the little silver strip on it. Mm -hmm. That's what we're talking. Okay. And I've got these laminated riddles that we fucking tape to them. Oh man. And uh, and this one year, two years ago, we decided, okay, we're gonna fucking challenge him even more. So okay, so how many seniors did we have that year? Four. Four seniors. So we'd had these guys that come up from the program from day fucking one. And so these guys are in it. Mm -hmm. like, And so this is the final year that they're going to be there. And we're not going to fuck around with them. We're going to push them a little bit. You know, We're going to see every year we've come to this process, what do you got? What do you got to give tonight? So so just to, to keep backdropping this, so the, the background is we give them a map of the of – Aerial. An aerial map Sweet. of where we are. Uh, we give them one flashlight for the entire group, and we give them a riddle to get to the marker, which also has a riddle, and they have to solve that riddle at the marker by the time they get back to us to get the next clue to the next marker, which has a riddle. So this one year, we decided, okay, at the riddle, we're going to add an element of something they have to bring back to us. Sweet. So we're walking around with this fucking can of spray orange paint. Orange paint, orange paint, baby. Yeah. Orange marker spray paint. And we decided, all right, you know what? Fuck it. We marked this log, and this thing is probably 12 feet long. 12 feet long. Sopping fucking wet because it rains so in much. fucking water. Oh my God. Soaked in water. Heavy as fuck. It probably weighed a couple hundred pounds. Kyle and I Easy. moved it. What? How far we moved it? Like 20 feet? Barely. Barely 20 feet between him and I. Two grown men, 20 feet. Oh. But no, there's how many of them? There were six of them. Eight. Eight. Yeah. Eight guys. So eight, So we figured not a problem. Not they can problem. move it. Eight guys can move it. So uh, so the idea is they do the scavenger hunt at midnight, and it's going to last until like 3 to 4 a.m. Whenever, whenever, whenever they finish. And so we send them on their first riddle to find this first clue, and their first clue, they have to come back with the riddle answer plus the log. And so they bring back this fucking big 12-foot oh log. Yeah. And... They it was fucking muddy that night. It was muddy. It was and it so was sloppy and it muddy. Was, it was downpouring. And it's, you know, pitch black. And they have one flashlight and a fucking one laminated aerial map. And uh, they come back and they couldn't solve the riddle. Uh -uh. Uh, no. And so, so like, all right, you want another clue on the riddle? You got to fucking do military presses on this bad boy. So there's these guys nice. lined up in a row. Four. 
four guys. We on, made them split into yep. two groups, and yep. they had to military press this thing. But this one little freshman <laughs> was fucking too short. It was short. the same freshman. It was, it was the, the same, same guy. freshman. Yeah. He was too short, and so when they lifted the log up, he couldn't reach it. <laughs> he had to <laughs> jump. He'd jump and put his hands on the log. Dude, so if you're that guy, you push, right? Yep. You push. I think he, yeah. was just, he was just standing there doing the motions yeah. while yeah. these other three guys are doing this thing. <laughs> shoulder to shoulder over their head, like nice. back and forth. Yeah. Oh, man. That was... But that's that's so that's the signature of our campout is we send them on the scavenger hunt and it's we need mid, to do that this year midnight sca- we're gonna it's trying fucking a and I I, I, I want to say I got, the, some, I got some I want to say three of the four last years it's downpoured oh it's it's a it's a signature downpoured so and so we're the mentors so Ike and I are sitting at this campfire and we got this thing stoked to try and stay dry because it's downpouring and these kids have to trek through the woods. That ninety percent of them haven't ever seen before, with one map, yep. one flashlight, trying to find this stupid marker somewhere randomly placed. So how many times? So okay, we're kind of giving up the fucking goat here, but I love this. So oh, we we deviated far from no 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 fights. no. So we we, 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 we right. we're, we're deviating. So the it's thing right. with the pod with not the pod the, the thing with the campout is it's like it's one of these things where we don't like the older kids. To tell the new guys what happens. No. Because you want them to be nervous, right? Yeah. You want them to not know what the fuck's going to happen. There's right? at some point where you get that, that you think you know everything, mm-hmm. but you don't, and that, right. that beats you down a notch. And we you ease need them in. that. Yeah. We ease them in. We go out to dinner yeah. Friday oh, night. Oh, yeah, Culver's, man. We hit it up hard. We hit up Culver's, and we when we start driving back to the cabin, and we get to the cabin, phone's in the bucket. Yeah. Wait, what? Instant. No technology. Yep. Shut it off. And we're and, like, oh, you we want show a them the fucking outhouse. Yep. Show it's like, you got to take a shit. It's over there. And they're like, what? Here's the roll. Yeah. It's like, there's a roll of paper <laughs> in it. And it's all full of fucking spiders and shit. And, and, and <laughs> you talk about, so these kids, they're used to being on their Xbox. Yeah. They go to school. They get on their Xbox. Mom makes them dinner. They get up. Mom makes them breakfast. And they're out the fucking door. And they get a ride to school. And they get a ride home. And it's all Dude. super cush. And you... Do you Okay, first of all, I don't fucking like spiders. I'm a grown-ass man. If I go into an outhouse and it's covered in spiders, it gives me the fucking willies. So you take a kid that's 14, 15 years old, and he's got to sit in an outhouse full of spiders because he's got to shit his pants? Ooh, dang, that's some scary stuff right yeah. there. You what are you going to do? Right. You're going to just pinch it quick and then, <laughs> hey, smash, or you're going to just do your business, get the fuck out of there. Right. Don't just Exactly, don't man. Oh, it's a fuck. It's, it is the culmination of a of a year of pushing these guys yeah. a little bit at a time. And okay. last year I think was the most I can't wait till this year. This la- so now. last year was the most so typically we go around May. And so May. on day two, Ike and I get to do a little morale hunting. Mm-hmm. We're searching for some shrooms where yep. the guys are doing their shelter building and yep. stuff like Under that. Under the cow piles? No, 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 no. No, uh, not those kind of shrooms. Morels. You're missing morels. Yeah. Morels. yeah the, we, we haven't so far, as far as I'm aware, we haven't seen any of those kind of shrooms up no. there. There's no, no cows. Yeah, that's a problem. Yeah. yeah, when we say the farm, it's not a farm. It's not no. a farm. But anyways, um, but so last year, these guys, we put them on their little hunt, and they botched it. Oh, my God. They, they botched fucking, it hard, dude. It was so rough. I want to preface this because I think it's really important that we, we lay this out. Okay. We don't put these kids in a position where they're going to be seriously hurt or they're going to be put in serious danger, but we do allow them the, 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 the movement 
to dictate what's next for them. It's like a, one of those build your own adventure books, but yeah. it's in real fucking life. Yeah. They okay? got they got to pick the, the the avenue to go. Right. right? They got, it's yeah. like yeah. we got to pick the path. Right. Mm-hmm. That's so that's a good way to put it. This that's is a good way to put it. It's. I don't know why I have a hesitation with this, but part part of it is that, A, we don't talk about it as much as far as letting new kids coming in, having a, a worry about what's what could or couldn't happen. But at the same time, these guys, they're putting themselves in a very vulnerable position. You know, we talk about that a lot in, in all of the episodes on our podcast. So vulnerability is a huge thing, right? Yeah, yeah so I think in high school. So for me right now in this position with those young men, they put themselves in a vulnerable enough position where I guess I'm okay talking about, I don't want to use names, obviously. No, 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 no. But I was just going to say, go ahead, say it. Last year, the guys kind of botched it and they put themselves in a situation that took them to an edge that we hadn't experienced before. Did the girls win? What? What? Did the girls win? Girls. The guys. There's no girls. There's no girls. This is guys group. It's all guys, all guys, hundred percent boys. So right it would not, it would not fly co-ed. No, you put a bunch of bunch of teenagers in a cabin in the woods together in the middle of the night. That's hard. That would not fly. No, so, I, I get it coming yeah. from a parent aspect. Yeah. So, sure. anyways, so we send them on their scavenger hunt, and just to not to no other way to put it, they botch it. Yep. And they end up going down a deer path in the middle of the woods which they weren't supposed to take. And it's pitch black and it's fucking raining. And it's raining and it's pitch black. And anyways, it comes to a cliff edge. Mm-hmm. And one of them... Not go, a, wait, wait, wait. Not wait. a cliff not edge. A, not a cliff. cliff edge. It was like a, it was like a <laughs> three-foot embankment. Yeah, okay. Uh, an embankment. An so embankment. He, he could have yeah. jumped He, he could have jumped. He, but he drops. Right? He falls yeah. over. Yeah. He falls over. And so they, they end up trekking through the heart of the woods to get back to us. Through thorny locusts. And so they come back. So they come back and they're they're done. They're oh done. Oh my god! And but at first it was like, how beyond, to go, guys? Beyond done. How Pro- to go, guys? And like processing. Good. Important. Good. And then we asked one question. Oh yeah. Oh wait, wait, wait. Okay, this is this is how it went. I'm going to tell the story because I'm, personally, I think I can tell better than Kyle. You can. Oh, you're, the tell- okay. you're the storyteller. So here's the thing. <laughs> they show up, right? So here's the thing. So we sent them out on the very last end of the scavenger hunt. Mm-hmm. So one of the things about the scavenger hunt is this is that each individual section of the scavenger hunt gets them a piece of their breakfast. So there's bacon, milk, bagels, and eggs. Eggs. I want it so all. each yeah. four sections, they earn that section of their breakfast the next morning, right? Nice. So they're on the very last section. Not only are they earning their bacon, but at the same time, it's a culmination of this entire evening's full of, of, of trials and tribulations, and they're just, they want to finish. So we told them, you need to bring back something that is less than a foot long and weighs more than a pound, but no more than two pounds. Damn. Squirrel. Okay. Squirrel. So <laughs> it's just something to fuck with them a little bit. Just so you know. Yeah. So we just like, okay. This is like 3 a.m. It's, yeah. oh, it's, it was like 4.30. It might have been 4. It was like yeah. 4.30 in the morning. So they come back and the, and one of the guys hands me the stick and this, and, I, and he hands it to me and I put it in my hand. I'm kind of weighing it a little bit and I'm like, ah, oh, man, I don't know if this is. What is it? I don't know if the this object is, you're wearing. No, it's a stick. A stick. Sorry. It's a stick. And, and, and I said, I don't know if this is over a pound or not. So I handed it to Kyle. And I said, Kyle, what do you think? Is this over a pound? He's like, oh, man, I don't know. And at that point, they broke. Yep. 
They that fucking, was the breaking point. It, it was like, if you like those disaster movies, when you see the earth fucking separate, that's what happened in these guys' minds. They, it fucking just broke. And this whole new part of this person emerged out of this fucking fissure in, this, in their mind. And they were done. They were so done, dude. I got sworn at. Oh. We were like, fuck you guys. Yeah. Fucking call my mom. I'm leaving. Where's my cell phone? Fuck this. Yeah, this is the <laughs> worst done. fucking night of my life. You don't fucking care about us. This guy oh, was damn. stuck in this fucking spit pit of despair, and we had to fucking save him, and he don't give a fucking shit about us. It was on. I yeah, mean, it, it was, was on, and they so were done. They, they, and so they bolted. We're sitting by the fire, and they bolted inside the cabin, right? And I'm like, all right. And I looked at Kyle, I'm like, fuck. This is a first. Like, we've never, we've never found an edge quite at this level before with these young men and and he's like what do you think i'm like i'm gonna go in and talk to him yeah so i go in and talk to him so this one guy he's sitting on the couch and he's he's a big kid he's like when yeah, he's, he's fucking, doing his breathing yeah, he's doing his breathing. and you could fucking see the steam just rolling off of him right and this other kid who who fell off the embankment i'm gonna say embankment because it sounds so much better than a ledge yeah <laughs> so it wasn't a ledge he, okay he's got like his legs, he went through some thorny locusts, and his legs are scratched up, you know? And he's like... He's, up north, it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, a lot more locusts. Yeah. He's... They're on fire. You know what it's like when you get scratched up, and, and it's like you're you're already hot because you've been exerting yourself so much, and so his legs are red, and they're and it's like it's burning, right? And then this other kid who wants to call his mom, he's kind of hyperventilating a little bit. I'm like, all right, okay. Everybody, let's take a second. Let's take some deep breaths. Let's see what's going on. And this kid's like, give me my fucking phone. I'm going to call my fucking mom. And it's like, okay, hang on, hang on. Okay, here's the thing. If you want to call your mom, that's fine. Mm -hmm. We'll call your mom. If you want to leave, I'm going to honor that. You're in this position in your space right yeah. now where you don't feel safe. In so fact, we, we offered to drive him home. We did. We, it's like we talked it out. It's like, okay, so here's the thing. We understand that, okay? So I'm like... Just take some breaths, because he was like he was having a hard time catching his breath. He was really excited. So just take a breath. Hand him a bottle of water, and then the kid who got scratched up, he was really hot, right? So I took him outside, poured some water on his head, cooled him off a little bit, poured some water on his legs, and he started to breathe a little bit more. And then the kid on the couch is sitting there, and he's getting his breathing under control. And I said, "Listen," I said, "This is why you're here." Like. You're here to find a part of yourself that you didn't know fucking existed. Mind blown right there. Yeah. And and I'm like, this guy fell, and I said it, off a fucking cliff. <laughs> <laughs> we used the words ledge and yeah. press, precipice. Right. <laughs> embankment. Embankment. I like precipice. I said, this guy fell off a fucking cliff. Oh, we and I said, yeah. and, and so I said, and who fucking stepped up? Who showed up to help this guy out of the fucking woods, out of the fucking thorns? But you guys did. Mm -hmm. You could have come back. You could have fucking said, we'll come back for you. No, but you didn't. You didn't fucking leave him sitting there. You could have said sayonara, yeah, you, sucker. Yeah. yeah. You, you fucking, you showed up. You helped him out. And you fucking supported him all the way back to the fucking ground zero where you started. And you showed up with the fucking goal that you showed up, you left with in mind. You showed up and you handed that to us. I said, how many fucking people have done that? How many people knows that you did this? You did. You're the only fucking ones that will ever know this. 
And these guys are like, and they're still pissed. They're, yeah, they're fucking, fucking furious, they're right? Angry. So the kid on the couch who got his breathing guys is like, I told you motherfuckers he was going to turn this into a lesson. <laughs> Yeah, he did. That's the first thing he said. He says, "He says this motherfucker. I knew he was going to turn into some fucking bullshit lesson." So Life's looked, a lesson, motherfucker. Get so used to it. I, yeah. So <laughs> I, I gathered him up and I said, "Here's the thing." I said, "If you want to go home, we'll take you. We'll fucking take you right now." I said, "But I want you to sit on it for ten minutes." I said, "If you want to go to sleep, go to fucking sleep." And this kid's just like, "I'm going to fucking bed." I'm like, "All right, go to bed. That's fine. Go to bed." I said, "I'm going to be out by the fire." Yep. And when I get out by the fire, we're going to be talking about all the fucking amazing shit we did today. And if you guys want to come out there and sit with us by the fire and talk about the fucking awesome shit you did today, you come join us because I'd love to hear the fucking story about how you guys made it back. Yep. So we're sitting there. So we walk. So we all walk the, out. We just walk. Oh out yeah, of the we cabin. fucking bail. We leave it. Yep. Oh, we're sitting there. Kyle looks at me. He goes, "Is that? I don't want to say his name. Is that fucking? Is that Joe?" And I'm like, "What do you mean?" He's like, "Is that Joe?" And I looked up, and so we had these these battery-operated lanterns, right? So there's a little bit of a glow, right? And he sees the profile of, of Joe. He's in the window. I'm like, fuck. He was laying down in bed when we walked out. He was fucking done. And, he's in, and, and all of a sudden, he's standing at the window. And we're like, it's fucking whatever. One by one. Go ahead. Now you. Yeah. One by one, they fucking start coming out of that cabin. Maybe a couple minutes apart, right? Yep, yep. And they sit around, and it's a little tense at first. And then the conversation opens yep. up. And it's, all right, yeah, man, we made it through this. Yeah. And yeah. Ike and I, I mean, to Ike's Growth credit. begins, man. But yeah. to, Ike and I, to Ike's credit, he's fucking, he's building up what they just went through. I mean, at the end of the day, yeah, it's a fucking hillside. Yeah. But we're we're stomping on it hard like, you guys just fucking went to Mount Everest and you yep. did this. Fucking thing. ain't right. For them, it was Everest. It was. Right it fucking was. in their hearts, the man. And so the conversation starts opening up. And, you know, 4.30 turns to 5.30. And yep. suddenly the sun's coming up. And we're all still sitting around this fire. Yep. And what turned in the worst night of their lives went from that to the best night of their lives. Yep. And they're suddenly you sitting there that? going. Yep. And, and Snap of the finger. That's and so that's Friday yeah. night. And we got all Saturday. And it is just oh, man. peace, love, and happiness that, the rest of the weekend. That fucking night sets the tone for the whole fucking weekend. And the the suffering that they experience challenge to get to the, no, it's suffering, bro. It? It's so what we all learn from the fucking pain, right? Yeah. We don't learn from the easy shit. We learn from the fucking hard shit. So like when it comes to like, I call it suffering. You can call it challenge. Well, it's both the same in, it, in this aspect. I think it, it really is. But it's like when you get into that point where it's like, you want to fucking give up. You don't have, you don't feel like you have anything left in the tank, but you don't have a fucking choice because you're either going to lay down in the fucking thorny locust or you're going to stand up and you're going to help your buddies out and you're going to make it back to the fucking fire. That shapes a fucking man. It shapes yeah. a human, yeah. you know? And, and so when these kids walk their asses back to the fire, all scratched up, mentally challenged, like, like uh, they they faced the fucking demon, and they and they made it past the demon, right? Yeah. And then when they get back and they get to the fire and they start to feel a little confident, because fuck it, we're just gonna like we're gonna we're gonna play it off like it ain't no fucking thing. We're gonna give them the fucking stick, <laughs> and we're gonna drink some fucking Mountain Dew, and we're gonna tell stories. But then it's like, wait a minute, eh, I don't know if this is good enough. Then you get to that next fucking level. You know, and 
that's where the fucking gold is. Yeah. That was, we've done this for what, five years, six mm-hmm. years, five years. Is it? I'm trying to think. At least five, if not six. I think it's it, five. I think the five. camp out has been five. League's five been years, going on for yeah. seven. Um, that was, yeah, that was the, the first time we've had a reaction like that. Mm. But at the same token, I feel like that was the most impactful. It was just that in, encompassing, that whole weekend, man, was just, it was something special. And can I think that's what I we're s- striving for. When you're done. Yeah. Go ahead. I got this quote, man. Go for it. No, I'm done. Thought, man. All right. Nothing. This is think if you can think of this president, right? This is a president. Nothing in this world is worth having or worth doing unless it means effort, pain, difficulty. I have never in my life envied a man or human being who led an easy life. I've never envied a man or human being who in their life led an easy life. Yeah. Can, can you name that president? Um, Cause I feel like that encompasses this whole, was it Roosevelt? That's yeah. What I, that's what I was going to say. Which one? Bam. Oh, Which one? Teddy. Yeah. Theodore. Yeah, man. He's the fucking man. He is. Dude. Most quotable president that, I mean, I don't agree wait, wait, wait. with every aspect of him, but there's a lot of quotable. parts of him that weren't as great, but some of the things he did, for our fucking country when it comes to national parks and boom. Yeah. And like just the fucking, Oh yeah. Yeah. That's awesome, man. I got to hang for sharing got, that. Hey, no problem. But I got to hang my headset for a second. Yeah, no, yeah, I think you, uh, now is the to... appropriate time. We're going to take our sponsorship break. Come back. We're going to change. Uh, wait, sex, sex underwear. An hour ago. I said, we're going to talk about fighting and we have yet to do so. <laughs> we'll do it again. So we're going to come back after a sponsorship. Who's our break sponsor? Talk about that. Who's our sponsor tonight? Which one? Festival. Ice, Ice one. Mountain. Uh, Not fucking ice mountain. No, I'm gonna stick with the standard sax. Oh, the sax okay. is the standard sax. Put your balls in a hammock and just love <laughs> them fucking sexy sax. That's where it's at, baby. We'll be right back. And we're back. Hey, everyone. <laughs> you guys had your wisdom teeth out yet? Yeah. Okay. Surgery so you get remote. on the fucking drugs and shit, and you stay super shit, right? <laughs> so, um, yeah. When I. I equated to wisdom teeth. So I had my knee surgery done. I had a knee surgery and meniscus all fucked up, right? So they went in, they they ground up my meniscus, and I was out for a little bit. And when I'm coming out, I'm sitting there talking to the fucking nurse, right? And I said to her, I said, just so you know, I'm a grower, not a shower. (laughs) (laughs) So the fucking nurse who just came out to help me get, you know, back to my waiting room for my fucking knee surgery. It's a it's a nice thing. So here's a fun. You know fact the little about lift nurses. is nice. Here's a nurses thing. So uh, I smashed my thumb in a wood splitter, right? Mm. And so I had to go. Oh, in. There's so many bad stories about I know. that man. So I'm, thank God the orthopedic surgeon saved my thumb. Right, I have my left thumb. I can bend it about half as far as I could. My other thumb. How old were you when you did that? That was three years ago. Yeah, I thought yeah. it was recent. Yeah, yeah, three years ago. And uh, so I went to surgery, and when I got out of surgery, I had to pee so bad. And so the nurse is like. Can you, you want me to grab the little cup thing or can you stand? I'm like, I can stand. She goes, okay, do you want like underwear? I'm like, you've already seen it. Let's just, let me just fucking go. <laughs> Doing, being a nurse has got to be one of those jobs where it's like, you just got to be so comfortable with just the human body. Yeah. You, you, so and, I, you and I so talked about this once when you got a vasectomy. Oh yeah. Oh fuck, dude. 
I had a, so I, my doctor for my mastectomy, I just said mastectomy, which is not, it's way different than a vasectomy, but I had a vasectomy. The first off, the name of the doctor is Dr. Hammer, which there's something about that that it doesn't quite feel quite right. So anyway, we're in there, right? And, and I'm a little nervous and he, and I'm like, what can I do to prep? You know? And he's like, well, you know, we're going to shave a little spot. And I'm like, do you want me to shave it all off? He's like, don't worry about it. Cause we'll just, it's just a small spot, right? He's trying to make you feel comfortable. Yeah. He says, it's, yeah. it's not a big deal. So I get in there and the nurse, much to my happiness was like 50 years old. So that helps a lot. Right. So she's shaving my balls. She's like, you're sitting there and, and they numb me up a little bit and she's down there and she's like shaving and he's talking to me and it's like, I'm trying to, it's like, even at 50 years old, you're trying to think like, okay, football, poker, Damn. something, anything that's like turns your time. Something's, if you're something's, someone's playing with your junk and they're not a dude, you still got to like, I'm trying to put my brain someplace else because it's, it's just an awkward moment, right? So she cleans it up a little bit, you know, and He's talking to me about sports and shit, and he makes the incision. He puts a pair of clamps in there on the vas deferens. Mm -hmm. He clamps it up, and all of a sudden, this woman runs into the room, and she says, Doctor, she says, there's a phone call you have to take. And he's like, uh. Busy? I'm kind of in the middle of something right here right now. And and she's like, well, it's it's kind of urgent. And he's like, I, this is urgent. And she says, somebody shot a 16-penny nail with a nail gun into their femur. And they need to know what they're supposed to do. And he's like, can you hang on for a second? <laughs> and it's like, what the fuck else am I going to do? Your balls are hanging. I'm, I'm laying here. My <laughs> balls are flayed out. And they, there's a, a pair of a scissor-looking clamps hanging from my oh, balls. Can't imagine. That. And so this lady comes up, and she's just like, oh, so how many kids have you got? And all these things. like, you can't talk to me. No. Everything's all hanging out, man. You can't do that. My balls are out? Yeah. It's, it's like, it's a, yeah. Kyle was going to say something really profound a minute ago, though, and I cut him no, off. No, I was just, it went off topic. We did want to wrap this up back into fighting, and I've never fought a person with dementia. Well, they've wanted to fight. Wait, me. wait, wait, wait. Hang on. <laughs> what the hell? You know what? What the, hell? What the <laughs> fuck? That was a segue. I, oh, wait, wait. Never I have never fought someone with dementia. Is the craziest fucking line I've ever heard in my entire life. Hey, but you gotta, you gotta, you gotta wrap it up into. They wanted to fight me. What the fuck does that even mean? Uh, Dude, you don't know where they're at. I have never fought with dementia. Dude, you don't know. You don't know where they're at in their amazing. life. Amazing. So now I need to decide on a personal level if I. If I name this episode Whiskey Night with Chris or I've never fought someone with dementia. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. So so when you're standing yeah. there next to somebody who happens like we diving back then what we said before about it sure. someone being a douchebag, it's like, wait a minute. Do you have does, dementia? Does he have dementia? Yeah, you because think if, about that if shit. he has dementia, I'm not down with this. But so what Dude, I need some I need some some expansion upon that statement. I could expand in in dimensions. You don't wait, wait, wait. Just give me, man. give me like, the. I got I got a guy in my street that I'm trying to just keep happy because I'm afraid of him. Like like legit. Okay, Sh shouldn't say anymore, Matt. Maybe, but like you don't know where somebody is in their struggle. So the, so that's so, that's like the big struggle with with policing right now, right? Yeah, it's like cops. Get sent on to mental health calls, mm. and there's right? some places where they they're starting to send like a legit like mental health support team instead of cops. Well, now I so 
So there's go ahead. When you send the mental health team mm-hmm. instead of cops, the issue I have with that is is that I think you should send both mm-hmm. because so there's a mental health team that come in and they're designed to help people with mental health issues, yeah. right? But the mental health person that's that's acting out can get very physical and very violent at the very same quick. time. So police officers are 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 trained to handle violence. So in, in what response? How how do they how do police officers handle violence? But well, they handle a, 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 a physically violent subject with generally with force. With force, yes. So so you have the mental health professional mm-hmm. that that in all intents and purposes we hope can can reduce the situation down to a mental health issue where we can talk it out mm-hmm. and come to a conclusion where nobody enters into that violent sphere. That would be the ideal situation. Yeah. And if somebody does enter the violent sphere, you have a mental health professional that is not trained in violence. That steps out and hopefully police step in. Right, exactly. So I think it's it this is a weird fucking tangent, but I, I really I really hope in this process that we're changing the whole policing uh, process is is that we can send those two teams together. Some places they, are doing that. They support each other, so the police are there in case the violence gets to a point where the police need to step in to subdue a subject mm-hmm. to help the mental health. Excuse me, to help the mental health professional get them to a point where the violence doesn't escalate to a point where you can't turn back. Mm-hmm. So. I don't know how we got to that. Now, that this is this is real life current events, man. Like this this is happening now and and often because especially be too, you know we got a pandemic going on, right? Yeah, and 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 people are are being less social than than normal, and that can cause more mental health problems. Well, the anxiety, the levels, yeah, when you're not social and you don't have that outlet. They go up and they up and up. So when you finally get an opportunity to to socialize, the anxiety is at a level where you don't. It it's mm-hmm. it's at a, like a critical mass kind of level. Yeah. So so shameless plug. I follow I, I, YouTube is 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 my <coughs> spectrum, right? I it's my cable. I don't have cable so much as you know if it's not <laughs> NFL season. Yeah. But uh, outside of NFL season, I got YouTube and I follow this channel. It's called active self-protection asp and they go through all these scenarios they videos of what happens whether it's a police breakdown whether it's uh, uh is, it, is, carry, this, is this where they or, take people who are not active uh police officers and they put them in situations both? that police officers are, are exposed to so they not, see how they it, react it's people that are just defending themselves it's police officers that are de- defending themselves or it's it's multitude of scenarios which is great okay it a a s ASP. 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 Like a snake. Active self protection. protection. Okay. So and they have they have um you know, they have the channel where they work on the mental aspect of it and the physical aspect of of, of training, which is kinda nice. Mm-hmm. But the mental aspect of it, you got all these scenarios that happen daily. In especially in this situation with the pandemic and everything else in the last couple of years, it seems like they got a multitude of scenarios they can run through all the time i do not envy being a police officer right now i do not either and i work closely with police officers honestly and and there's good and there's bad right so you're always going to have a bad scene yeah and um it, it's just this if, if check it out if it's not for you don't watch it because it is some pretty gnarly stuff 
you know, with people that are, are not mentally there who are going through some kind of struggle and they're acting out violently. But it, it's real though, right? It is. So that's, that's the thing. Like there's a, there's like a, a, a caveat that we put on, on statements. Like if this isn't for you, maybe you shouldn't watch it. But here's the thing. We're all fucking humans. And we're all right? dealing with situations we're, we're we all, can't expect. You know, and, and so we like so many people try to hide their bullshit yeah. Like they, they've got pain, they've got suffering, they've got difficulties and they want to hide it to, to fucking look like they got their shit together. Mm -hmm. And so to, 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 to go around and say like, okay, so this guy's dealing something and it might not be for you because it might make you uncomfortable. Fucking people need to be uncomfortable more often. Yeah. Life doesn't begin until you're outside your comfort zone. Fucking A. If you start in your comfort zone and you stay in your comfort zone, there's a lot that you're missing. What's that? The, the phrase I, we said it a couple episodes ago so i think it's like okay so um hard people oh, wait wait hard 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 life tapping my biceps right hard now. life <laughs> makes hard people sure and then hard people make makes easy life easy life makes easy people easy people make a hard life because it sounds like a circle it, it, like, it's like, a it's a total fucking circle yeah you know so so it's like you, you got the hard people that they've gone through some serious fucking shit. Mm -hmm. And and so they do everything they can to make life easier. So then you create soft people. I'm going to say soft. Soft people. So soft people, they live this soft life, right? So when they run into difficulty, they don't know what to fucking do with it. So then they, they're, they're broken. You know, they run into walls and they don't know how to handle it. So life gets really fucking hard. So then they, so then it creates hardened people to deal with that hard life. Yeah. And it's this endless fucking cycle of like hard, soft, hard, soft, hard, soft. This is why you got to have a connection of people and can't be by yourself. Because you, either you're a hard person, you're going to need that soft person from time to time. Because if you're a hard person, you're going to react a little more hard, let's right. say. Right. Versus somebody who might be taken in the situation that might have a different approach that can attack the situation in a, in, in a way that softens it and makes it much more and, easy and, to do. And with. in a way that makes the soft people uncomfortable. Sure. You know, it's like that in case of emergency, breaking glass break glass kind of people. Mm -hmm. It's like, those are the people that you don't hear from much, you know, but when the shit hits a fan, you fucking pray that they're on your side. Hope so. Because they're willing to do the shit that you don't want to do. You know, yeah. it's like, it's like they're willing. It's like the soldiers that go off to fucking war and, and they'll take a life because in their heart, they believe they're doing it for the better of our species, mm -hmm. our, our, our personal interests. Yeah. You know, and then there's a person sipping a fucking cappuccino, <laughs> thanking fucking God that those people are there inwardly, but mm -hmm. outwardly they're like, oh, it's so fucking terrible. They're, they're killing people, you know, but there's a, there's, if those people weren't there, what's the, what's the name of that fucking movie with Tom Cruise and Jack Nicholson? Oh shit. What's a um, fucking, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. I can see, it's, it's a, uh, he, Jack Nicholson's up on the fucking stand. And he says, you know, you can't fucking handle the, truth, handle the truth, right? Yeah. He's like, he's like, fellas. he's like, there's a man on the, no, it's a, a few good men. Few yeah, good yeah, men. Yeah, few yeah, good yeah. men. That's it. Yeah. That's it. He's like, there's a man on the fucking wall and he's there guarding everything you love. And he's willing to take that fucking life. And if that guy wasn't there, you wouldn't be, you would be fucking lost. You know, you would lose. Yeah. And I'm butchering it right now. But at the end of the day, it's like, you can't fucking, you don't want to acknowledge 
that you wouldn't have the life you have if it wasn't for this hard-ass motherfucker that's willing to sacrifice everything for the personal freedom of everyone. Yeah. Because he's going to do some, deal with some shit Fuck doing this for you. Yeah. For, he's, for the person that's not doing this. He's wrecking his life emotionally. PTSD. Yeah. It's a huge, huge problem in the military and not even, not even just people in the military, man. Yeah. But it's... Those are the people that are doing the things that other people generally can't deal with. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't, I don't know how we got on the subject. We talked about fighting. Don't fucking matter. I don't know. I got fucking ADD. It doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah? Oh. You ever... <laughs> <laughs> so, you ever just man grip something, like, full and take a drink and feel how weird that feels? I still got some bourbon uh, left, so I'm going to grab the brown stuff. Man grip. And, and see, I was just enjoying that I conversation. This I felt yeah, it was good, man. Let's go back to fighting. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Fighting. We circled an hour and a half fucking ago. We talked. Ike maybe got into a fight three times. Three times. Said, three times. Delve in, brother. Oh, okay. Ooh. I'm having a hard time with this. I've never had a fight as an adult male. Like I had a fight when I was a teenager. A couple, yeah, the, the, yeah. my fights were as a teenager and as a as a kid. That shows growth, right? In my my perspective. Well, thank you for that. Yeah, sure. Um, so the the first fight was my cousin. It's always family, right? It's like your first fights are always like your brother or your cousin yeah, or yeah, some yeah. bullshit like that, right? So my cousin, who happened to be for a period of time one of my best friends in the world, um, so he was being a fucking prick to my sister right and my sister's like you're a big brother right is a big brother you always standing up for your for your little sister your little brother you can treat him like shit all fucking day long but nobody better fuck with him right so he's picking on her and um she had this dog and she named the, the dog was like something like fucking reggie or some fucking weird shit but my cousin kept on calling it retard. It was it, it's a different fucking time. Mm-hmm, let's yeah. let's let's okay. We talked about when we were taking a piss, we were talking about Dr. Seuss a little bit. It's like it's a different fucking time. So let's acknowledge that we grow as a human species over time. We understand what's appropriate, what's not, and we're just always constantly growing. Yeah. So people fucking change. And and like maybe the shit we said 20 years ago doesn't represent who we are fucking now. So he he called my sister's dog a fucking retard. And and it's like, you shouldn't, like, my cousin, it was a two-punch fight. That's all it was. It was two fucking punches. So he's picking on my sister, calling the dog the R word. And, uh, and, and I was just pissed. Like, why you got to do that, right? You know? And so I got in his face, and he's, I don't know, my I, I want to say my cousin's probably about three or four years older than I am. And uh, at the time, I don't know, I was like, to put it in perspective, I was I was always a kid, it was, I was super chubby, I was never like a physical force in my life ever. But at this point in time, I had this, this fucking fire that boiled up from my, from my gut and I was so angry because it was something that it was like, it, it, it burned my heart. It wasn't like, it wasn't pride. It wasn't like some kind of bullshit. Like, you know, like you hurt my feelings. It's like you hurt somebody else. Yeah. 
And it's like, you can't take that out on somebody else just because, you know, of who they are or, or their fucking dog or whatever. So anyway, we got our, each other's face and, and he fucking, he swings this big fucking, you know, when you're yeah, kids big, and you're fighting, you don't know you. how to fucking fight. The you're, haymaker, you're, right? Your you fucking arms up. are swinging up like a fucking windmill. You're swinging like crazy. So he hits me right in the fucking arm, right? And he, and he nails me good. So. I will say he nails me good. He put like a a silver dollar size welt on my arm. You know, when I look at like yeah. MMA shit, people are fighting with broken fucking jaws and shit. But he puts a welt on my arm. So I throw this massive fucking haymaker. I'm I'm gonna play it up a little bit. It is fucking huge. Lined like I up. was like, you know, George St. Pierre, bam. <laughs> throw this GSP, haymaker. Yeah. And I gave him this big fucking knot on the top of his head. But the cool part was, is if we were in the middle of the fucking street, mm-hmm. we weren't in a yard, we weren't somebody behind the house, we were in the fucking gravel. You get that audience, right? Yeah. Some people congregating. Well, it's like, no, no, there wasn't anybody watching, like nobody showed up, but it's like, there. I think there's something different between having a fight in your backyard and then going at it in the, and you don't give a fuck who cares. Right. Oh, yeah. You know, it's like in the backyard, you're making a decision to like go to the backyard to have a scrap. Mm-hmm. But when you're in the middle of the fucking street, don't give it's a like fuck. you don't give a fuck. So I punched him. He punched me. It was two punches. That's it. And here's the thing. Back in, when this happened, we both got the fucking belt. Grandpa fucking whipped out the belt. He, You've never heard nothing. So you heard that fucking leather <laughs> oh. slipping through the, le- the loops of your fucking Wrangler jeans of your grandfather. You pull that fucking belt off and you hear it coming. It's like, oh, this is going to fucking suck. You get the belt, you know. So there's a piece of being a dad that when you see your kid get in a fight, you want to tell him, don't fight. Mm-hmm. Fighting isn't the answer. But there's a little piece that's kind of fucking awesome. They got to stand up yeah. for themselves. Yeah. There's right? a little pride there. Yeah, there's a little fucking pride there, bro. It's so fucking good. Like when you hear him, like, he's like, oh, yeah. He's like. Oh, it feels so fucking good because you know what? He fucking stood up for himself. Yeah. Mm, yeah, you know, yeah, you feel longer. you feel it. As yeah. long as it's the right situation, right? Like if, if he's standing up for himself because for some bullshit where he's being a bully, that's not cool. Yeah, if, if you're if you're if you're in a bully situation, it's not fucking cool. No. 100%. But if standing up, somebody else is being a bully, they're standing up for themselves. That's right. That's what the that's, that's right. That's what we're talking it's like, about. Even if, even if you just fucking stand in your ground. Yeah. Even if it's just a matter of you stand up for somebody else, you stand up for yourself. Just there's so much pride and 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 seeing your kid. And, I, and I'm gonna say it's like, oh, maybe it's not any different. Like if I saw my daughter standing up for one of her friends, I would feel the same way. I guess you should. You know, you yeah. really well. You should. Should. That's that's a loaded statement if she's standing up for herself for right justification right doesn't matter gender exactly so that's the thing it's not it's not a it's like you know what i mean when i say it's loaded yeah i I don't want to like i get it it, it, there's there's a level of like it it, if your kid stands up for themselves you just be proud it doesn't matter gender gender so it's like it's just a feeling there standing up for the right cause yeah yeah it's just like oh it's a great that I, I probably told this story, but my son with the red card in soccer, 
Oh uh, uh, yeah, you wasn't yeah, wasn't yeah, yeah. in four or five. No, it was. I know that it could have. It could have told it where he uh, where he kicked that girl in shins. Yeah, yeah, man. So we were talking about like I don't know where the fuck this is coming from. I know earlier on before we had as much of the four roses as I've had, we talked about like girls being brutal, like like they can fucking fight, right? Mm-hmm. So in in girls soccer. You you want to talk about the most brutal fucking takedowns and most brutal fucking under the like under the radar fucking hits on these other mm. competitors? The women are fucking surgical, man. <laughs> God, just even in everyday confrontations, man. Like women are harder on on other women versus men on other men. Generally, I in in my own experience, again, this is the opinions of Mr. Campbell and nobody else. <laughs> Mr. But, Campbell, Joseph Campbell? I don't know. Whatever, do you know who whatever. Joseph Campbell is? I do not. Right. Oh, nah, nah, nah. I have a Joseph cousin. He's not no, no, a Campbell. No, no, don't worry about Look it. Look up Joseph Campbell fighting. when you get We're a chance. I, okay. I think you will appreciate in your line of work, sure. Joseph Campbell. Look up the hero's journey. All right, it's fucking yeah, hero's journey. That last week, remember? Right? Two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. Two, Two weeks, weeks ago. ago. Yeah, that was the guys' group, though. I don't know if we talked about it in here. Did we talk about? It? I don't think so. Anyway, know. that was league fighting. It was league. Here's the thing. You got to stand up Here's for the yourself. Thing you Here's the thing. Kyle, tell us the thing. You and I hang out more than once a week. Yes, we do. And uh, we only record once a week. And yep. so we have conversations that we think we have that we don't have, at least according to this podcast. I can understand <laughs> that now. Oh, yeah. It was, Hero's Journey was a guys group. That league. was guys group. And the other thing is, like, we usually talk, like, at least 30 oh, yeah. minutes before these things. And oh, yeah. An hour after, yeah, so absolutely. There's a lot of shit that's recorded, but there's a lot of shit that's not recorded. So, um, (laughs) we talk about league a lot. We talked about the camp out. So, one of the things that brought Kyle and I together was this, 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 uh, this This attraction, Chris. Yeah, Um, I'm a grower, not a shower. In case you didn't know, not a shower, but he's tall and he's muscular. And at the time when he met me, I was chubby, and there's something he liked about that. All, and all so. verbs that I see in in both growers and showers. So let's go ahead. That's a, anyways, um, yeah. <laughs> so we started this. I uh, will will shekel shekel. I want to say Farrell. William shekel. William shekel. Dude, if we say Will Shekel on here, and Will, I hope you appreciate this shout-out because I want to thank you personally right now for for helping me to get to the point I'm at because we did this together at the very beginning um, at the Boys and Girls Club. Will was the teen center coordinator. Is that yeah. the Okay, yeah. so he ran the teen center. Um, when, when Karen and I came up with this idea of, like, helping these young men mm-hmm. – um, who didn't have a strong male role model, strong father figure in their lives come around. And so Kyle and I, we meet with these group of young men every single Monday and we sit down and we open up difficult conversations with, with these, these young men that, they not they're not really sure if it's safe or not when they come in. Yeah. And 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 when when we give them a safe space to express themselves, we we have this this very uh fortunate opportunity to sit down in this room with these young men that help us help them open up to a place that that's um 
to that's truly them. Yeah. You know, they 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 have an opportunity to discover um who they are as young men without any fear of judgment, without any fear of of retribution that that they can be honest and and tell how they feel because they know that every single person in that room is there for the same reason. We're all there because we we want to make each other better. And 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 for these young guys, oh this year, Kyle, I gotta tell you right There's now. There's some young guys, but it's dude, just so so we've we've been through this process, Chris, that we've had we had the first OG, we call them the OG, this first generation of guys that came through the the guys group that um they've all graduated. We had so many seniors go through the process and then graduate out of the process. And on another sesh that we're, when we're here, we're going to talk about like what that, what that feels like when these guys are going through their, the, the camp out and what that means for the guys that are ascending to the next level. But for this, this year, we only had a couple guys to start with and they were holdovers from last year. And, and it was like, we kind of, a lot of the processes that we go through, these 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 guys that were there, they were kind of they've been through the processes. So we we kind of just talk about life. Mm-hmm. And then in the last couple of weeks, we've had these young men come in. There's four of them that are between like 13 and 14, 15 years yeah, old. They're young. They're young guys, and 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 to have this new energy, we had a little bit of trepidation. On That's a good word. Oh, thanks, man. I, 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 I mean, so I wrote that down before I showed up. <laughs> and I was like, I got to use this word. No. So trepidation. We, we, we really did. We had some trepidation. And when these guys showed up, that how we were going to in, include them in this process while, while understanding that they might not be all in, you know. So with, with, with young men, if they're forced to do something, they're going to do it. But they're, they're going to be like, ah, fuck, I don't really care. How much know? are they going to give? Right. Right. Well, how much are they going to give and how, how are they going to honor it? Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, it's like, so there's this, there's this mentality that's like, it, I'm going to put it back to like a video game, like fucking Fortnite or something. Okay. You can die a thousand fucking times on Fortnite yeah. and, and you just regenerate and you don't, it doesn't matter. Okay. Respawn, man. Yeah. So when these guys come in, they got this Fortnite mentality where they're going to, they can fucking die, but the next day they're reborn and everybody gives them their shit back. So here's the thing. With our group, we don't give them their fucking shit back. If you fucking die, if you show up and you fucking die, you don't get invited back. Mm. This is this is a group of men that show up as fucking men. And we hold them to a level of accountability where if you don't show up, you don't get to come back. And that's something that's sorely missing right now with young men where Kyle and I, we get to sit with these guys and we ask them hard questions. We ask them questions that they don't want to talk about, but at the same time, they need to. Yeah. Yeah. You know? You need to talk about the hard stuff. You don't. Well, I mean, we were... T- yeah, so not to interrupt, sorry. We were talking oh, about Joseph Campbell and the, the hero's journey, right? Yeah. And one of the the main pieces of that is transitioning from the... Uh, I forget the word at the moment. Apprentice, we'll just call mm-hmm. it. And and f- and going down to that next level, and maybe you can help me with what, what that is called. <laughs> the the transition from from like starting out as like 
you're just living your fucking life. You're doing your thing. And all of a sudden you, you get forced with this obstacle. You get faced with an obstacle. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so we were talking about what those obstacles might be. Yeah. And you know, you're talking about death and you're talking about losing someone that's dear to you or that is that mentor to you. One of our young men was talking about, you know, how he looks up to his grandfather right now. And it was just, you know, putting into perspective, okay, what happens when that mentor passes? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because death and death isn't it isn't inevitable. Yeah. And at some point, I'm I'm I don't mean to be the bearer of bad news, buddy, but your grandfather is going to die. Yeah. And and what do you do at that point? Yeah. And so it's tackling, yeah, these tough things and it's but it's at the same time, I just want to say this year is weird. We got some young guys. <laughs> it's you know what? It's weird, but it's fun. I so fucking love dimensions. it. So I love it. Dimensions is weird. When yeah, these yeah. when these young guys stepped into our group this year, I was at first I was like, ah, uh, what's it gonna be like with these young? Because here's the thing, young guys like they don't give a fuck. They got this big front, right? It's like they give a fuck. They don't want to show it. Right, right. That's the thing. They give a fuck, but they don't want to show it. They got yeah. this massive fucking facade that they put out in front of everybody. They're like I'm a badass, and I don't give a shit, and and 100%. I'm gonna, yeah. you know, it's like it's like so. Okay, so I want to reel this in just just a hair. So anybody who's still fucking listening, this is your fucking kids right now. This is your young boys that you're that you're raising. This is your young girls that are raising. There's a point in TJ teenage life. Where you're gonna pretend like you don't fucking care. So just take a second and remember, if you're an adult right now, remember what it was like to be 14 years old and to remember like you don't wanna show anybody that you're vulnerable. You don't wanna show anybody that you give a fuck about anything because then they're gonna judge you. And at that age, being judged is the worst fucking thing. Okay? So these young men step into this uh, pseudo arena. And they don't want to be fucking judged, so they're going to come out with their chest puffed out, and they're going to be fucking studs, right? I'm going to I'm going to put this front up, and I'm going to show everybody that I'm the fucking alpha, even though as men, Kyle's 33, almost. Ish, almost. I'm 43. We can we've been around. We can see past the facade because we've we've been there, and we've been in this process for six years. Seven. Seven. Well, seven years total. Six years for the camp out. Yeah. And and so we can we can peel back the facade mm-hmm. and we can see what somebody is or isn't. And as a young man at 13 years old, you're gonna puff your chest out. You're gonna yeah. like, I'm gonna peacock, I gotta fly, I'm a well, fucking rooster, you know? So the first week that those young guys joined us, I missed. And uh, Oh, that was so- yeah. I I comes up to me and goes, Hey, we gotta talk about these guys mm-hmm. last session. I'm like, all right, hit me. He goes, Yeah. Th- they're fucking deep. They they, are, they know bro. what they're talking about. I'm like, all right, all right. So next session, this this young guy, 13, mm-hmm. uh, he's fucking laying down wisdom. Yeah, but he's he's got this funny facade. He's the funny guy. Everything's a joke. Yeah, but when you dig past the joke, it's fucking real, and he's right. Yeah, and so we had that conversation afterwards, man. Like this kid's a leader. Yep. Yes. You know, you got 16, 17 year olds like listening to this 13 year old just drop bombs of wisdom, but he's got it all fucking protected Mm -hmm. by these jokes. But if you take away the jokes, like in four fucking years, 
this kid is going to lead fucking packs of people. And so we're having this conversation of, I, I wonder if he knows how much of a leader he even is. I don't think he gets it yet. Yeah. I think I think that there's an there's an addiction to the attention. Yeah. You know, so here's the thing. You know what he reminded me of? He reminded me of Katniss Everdeen hmm. in the fucking Hunger Games. Volunteers tribute. Yeah. So he stood up. So here's a, it's an interesting thing. We did this Joseph Campbell hero's journey kind of thing. I like the last name, by the way. What's that? Campbell? That's my last name. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, th- you're such a fucking selfish prick. <laughs> <laughs> so we, I, I called on him because I wanted him to come up and I wanted to temper his ego a little bit, you know? So he comes up and, and I asked him to write things on the board. And so he had this, like, I'd say we, there, so there's, say there's 10 points in the hero's journey. I'm not looking at the diagram right now, but so there's 10 points. Before I would get to point number two, he would start fucking writing what he thought point number two was. And, and there's a, there's a, um, a humbling aspect where I tell him, erase that bullshit you just wrote on the fucking board. And yeah. he's like, wait a minute, this isn't what it's supposed to be. I'm like, no, it's not what it's supposed to be. Like, you're 13, and I understand you, you want to you project that you know to all these other guys because you want to be the focal point. Yeah, he, yeah. Wants, he so badly wants to be the guy who guides them. And he does. He has some fucking wisdom. But he, he kind of veils that wisdom in this theatrical way of, of shaping it. So he gets up in front of this group of kids, and he's like, I'm going to lead you. And he's got his fist up in the air, and he's holding it up high. like that, yeah. And, he, and he's like. And he's, he's like, standing on a fucking chair. He, he is. He was standing on a fucking chair, dude. <laughs> he is like, he is, he embodies this somehow. He's got this, this, this fucking, it's all. He's got this powerful leader within him. Yeah, he is. He really does. He's such a, a powerful kid. So he holds up his fists, and all of a sudden I look around, and all these young men are like holding their fucking hands up. And it's like, whoa, this guy's got power. He's got some fucking grit. But the problem is, I don't know if he was doing it because he knows he has that power or if I think he's it's trying 50, to be 50. funny. It's 50-50. I think it's 50-50. Part of it is the funny part feeds his ability to to, to continue. Mm-hmm. Like the, it's an affirmation that he's doing something good. Yeah. He gets some laughs, he gets some response, so he's feeling good about it, so he's going to continue. But the other part is there's a deep inside of him burn that's that he identifies with that. And I think you and I see that, and that's why we had that conversation. Yeah. Because I think that it's there. I think it's legit. And if you strip away the bullshit it gets real really quick. Now, I'm going to tell you what. The reason he has that deep fire, that fucking molten fucking lava in his chest that like emits this power of knowledge and, and experience is because he's fucking suffered. Yep. Yeah. We, well, how many of these guys? And this uh, is, this I got is so sad. many stories, but yeah, no, no. No, 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 no. Wait, wait, wait. So here's the thing. I want to say this, Chris. Hmm. You're here for a fucking reason. I yeah. might have to hang my headset before I tell these stories, but yeah. Okay, well, if you gotta, if you get, I honor that. If you gotta tell them later, because he, I understand you gotta be confidential again, and you gotta pee again. <laughs> so, I want it. Yeah. The, I'm glad you're here. Thanks, yeah. man. And and you and have like, no idea how much I appreciate that, but thank you. 
Yes. Yeah. This is what I was going to say is how many of those guys in guys group. So we're talking about this hero journey and what you want to become. And how many of them revolved around, I want to be a good dad Mm. because I don't have that. Yeah. Like if that doesn't emphasize how fucking important you are across this table from me, like, I don't know what does. It's a third of my group. Exactly. Yeah. You know, when you get done pissing, I want it. We may. I'm done right now. Done. <laughs> well, okay. No, so, well, that's yeah. nice. Uh, Kyle's <laughs> got some good Kyle tiles on the floor here. They're, they're absorbent. They're commercial <laughs> so, absorbent. There's a there's there's a point of. I've felt over time in this process that I've been with Kyle and these guys in the club, these kids that have been through some shit, mm. they are so far ahead of the curve. When it comes to being prepared for the fucking bullshit life's going to throw at people compared to the kids that have it all. And I, I want to say have it all in a way that it's a commercialized definition of what have it all means. You got both mom and dad are home. They get the Xbox and, and they got like all the snacks they want and, and they get to play with their friends and they get a basketball hoop on the, on the carport and all these different things that the quintessential I have it all. Mm-hmm. But I, I've always felt. And that's going back to the point when we did the fucking key and peel shit at the teen summit. There are so many kids that don't realize the depth of their power. What they have. And the depth of like what life has to offer for them. Yeah. Because it goes back to hard people make an easy life. Mm -hmm. You know, so their parents... Fucking grinded day in and had the hard day life. out. They had the fucking hard life. So they created a soft kid. Mm. They created a soft kid that's going to grow into a soft man. And the soft man expects that when he goes to the fucking grocery store, there's going to be shelves full of fucking toilet paper. And there's going to be fresh yeah. chicken on the fucking shelf. And every there's a level of like expectance that comes with being soft. And I don't I don't mean to sound like an asshole, but I'm no, kind of being an asshole right now no. in a sense that we're fucking soft. You know? We're when, soft. When you live hard, you, you try to give that the, your offspring, right? You're giving them that better life that you didn't have. Yeah, you so wish you, your you, kids had a better life than you did. You had a hard life. You want to give them better. Yep. And, and that's what leads to the soft, mm-hmm. right? So, but what most of those people do, don't know is when they live that hard life and they, and they try to give that their offspring that soft life those offspring man they're going through their own hard struggles that, that the people that live the hard life don't understand for sure bro because this like life is can be easy this this life is a lot easier than than decades past but the, the people that are going through this life right now there's struggles that that the people that went through this before didn't don't even understand. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter that it, it seems like it's not valid. No, it's like I went through this difficulty, so your difficulties aren't valid because they aren't as difficult as mine. But they're still as as real and as yeah. valid and yeah. as difficult. Yeah. that the other people don't understand. Yeah, and that's yeah. where I have to. That's fucking headset. dad life right there. It's like you don't know how hard it is. You don't know what I went through. You guys, can go keep no, 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 no. It's a, if it's piss time, it's piss time. Dude, I'm sorry, but yeah, yeah. this is pissed. No, you go for it. We're, we're gonna finish up our co- our thought here. <laughs> yeah, finish it up. Oh, yeah. No, I agree. Dad life, man. Fucking dad life. All right, go. But piss. that's what. So that's what. Uh, 
Well, fuck. You talk about Chris, why he's in the role he's in. You talk about you on why you're so impactful in what you do and me and why we're, you know, not to boast my own horn, but no, why we're impactful. Boast it. Yeah. Because at some level, we've we've been drugged through the mud. Yeah. At some level, we know at least, or we can relate, and we have empathy, and we can we can connect in that level of, in your words, suffering. Yeah. And that's where the connection happens. And that's where the mentorship happens. And that's where the guidance can happen. And that's where the growth can happen. Yeah. Well, that's where all growth happens. It's yeah. like fucking Rumi said it. He's like, when when you break and you have these cracks in you, that's where the fucking light shines in. Yeah. You know? And so if you don't ever, if you're all soft on the edges and you don't ever fucking break, then the light never fucking gets in. You know? And so when when we so there's a relatability in suffering, right? That's different than the relatability that transfers into not suffering. When you're when you're constantly have every one of your needs met, you it's so much harder to relate to people around you because because it's this, it's an easy fucking life. So it's like, oh, he has what he wants and I have what I want and it's all fucking easy. So we we talk about the new fucking lawnmower we bought or we talk about the new fucking house we bought or, or like, did you buy the Nissan or the fucking Toyota? But when the, that's all so super fucking official, it's all facade, you know? But when, when you talk about the tough shit, when you talk about, go back to these kids that we talked to in this, in this group we have, when when you got seven fucking 13 to 17-year-olds sitting in a group and they're self-conscious and they don't want to talk about their shit because they feel like nobody understands their depth of pain. And then we can op- help somebody open up and share that, you know what? My fucking dad, he's, he's a piece of shit. Right now in his life, he, like he's not good to my mom. And when he's not good to my mom, that teaches me what how you treat women. But at the same time, it also teaches me how you don't treat women. And another kid can look across the room and there's a fucking, there's an identity to share. Like, oh man, I know what that feels like. Yeah. And when you can... When you can find a relatability to, to share that depth of like of pain and suffering that you can it helps you um, they're gonna step in the fire together. They're yeah, gonna, it creates that it creates that bond. It's a it, fucking bond, man. Yeah. Because you know you're not in it alone. And that's the and as soon as you know you're not in it alone or you know that someone relates, then you have an instant uh, just connection. Yeah. And that can build. Yeah. It can it can build and in, in in a situation where like you or I are in, we can help we can help grow that connection with the younger generations with that are suffering. Yeah. That are stuck in a place where they don't feel like they have a voice. They don't feel like Anybody understands. I remember what it was like being a teenager, man. It was like, I thought nobody fucking, nobody knew 
Nobody cared what I was going through. Nobody had a fucking clue. Fuck everybody, man. Like, fuck you. Fuck your job. Fuck what you think you know. Fuck your, you know, your your bullshit fucking, you got rich parents and you got a fucking nice car. Fuck you. You don't know who I am. You know, so I'm not going to let you know who I am because that would be giving you some power, some more fucking power that you already fucking have. So, so I'm going to hold that shit and I'm going to let it fester inside me, you know, and to find somebody who is in that same spot that you can fucking sit with and understand that you're not a fucking, you're not alone. Yeah. It's the most, you know, it's fucking crazy. What's fucking crazy. When they find out that that kid who relates to them is the kid with both parents oh, is the kid with the new Fuck fucking yeah, car man. is the kid with it quote quote unquote everything but they still have the same fucking feelings they're still dealing with the same fucking shit yep and they're still just as broken yep and it goes back to like fucking hour ago when you chris talked about yeah when know. you were working with the kids in high school when we start when we when we decided kyle and i and logan fucking logan man i miss him so much I asked if he wanted to come on tonight. He's got to work. I know. I he he texted me. We talked about it a little bit. So one of the one of the things about the male mentors, right? So we step into this role that we have as fathers, and we're we're, we're working forty, fifty hours a week. We come home, and we got to fill our role, and and we're always busy, and so these. These young men come up and, and what is has all the trappings of the life that that society says we're supposed to have. Mm-hmm. We've got a, like so we're we're sixteen, we get our driver's license, our parents buy us a nice like like not a brand new car, but it's a pretty fucking nice car. You know? We don't have to like change the oil. We don't have to like when we're when we're thirteen and fourteen getting ready, we're in middle school. And our parents pick us up from school every fucking day, even though maybe we only got to walk three or four blocks. They don't want to make us walk. There's all these things that, like, we have this idea of what's supposed to be, right? So we don't know suffering. I'm, I'm going to keep going back to suffering. Yeah. That's the word I use. But so suffering, challenge, um, things, oh, speed bumps. Man, these are all terms that people use for the same thing. Yeah. They're synonymous. Things, yeah. things to overcome. Yeah. So if we don't if we don't have anything to overcome, mm-hmm. how do we learn what we're fucking made of? Yeah, you know. So, so it's like when we when we went into the high school, I remember. So there's these two kids, right? Do you remember this? Do you remember the two fucking kids that kept on talking during the presentation? Yeah. Do you remember that? No. Okay. So there's two. There's a, there's a boy and a girl, and uh, uh, we're talking, and Logan and I are doing this key and peel fucking stick. It's a direct rip. It's a it, direct rip. It was a fucking direct rip about texting, and, and it, our, 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 um, our piece was on communication. Yeah. It was like how we communicate face-to-face compared to how we communicate yeah. over text so messages. So just give a backdrop. Years ago, and I don't even remember how many years ago, four, maybe even five. Four. I think it was four years ago. We did this teen summit, and uh, we had sessions. And Ike and Logan, at the time, who was our teen center guy, uh, were doing a session on communication. And now, Ike, you can jump in. Okay. Thank you for the intro. Yeah. Communication's huge. It's, that's, that's what I teach most of the time. Okay. So here's the... Or, so yeah. to that point, 
from from the fucking day you're born until the day you die, mm-hmm. communication is we're we're a communicating society. Okay, everything revolves around how we communicate. You know, so um, the so when you when you're an adult and you and you find a partner, mm. communication is key. 100%, you know, yeah. When you when you find your partner and you and you're getting older, you kind of communicate to what to to like your offspring and the people around you what you want your legacy to be. It's all communication. When you're young and you're trying to figure out your way through day to day life, it's all communication. Mm-hmm. It's like how you present yourself. So there's there's I think there's two levels of communication. There's semantics. The words you use, mm-hmm. and then there's the afflection is the emotion that goes behind the words you use. Yeah. So there are people that say fuck a lot, and they and they and they use very short, quick sentences that emit a lot of emotion. So you know who they are, right? Fucking now. Mm-hmm. Then there's a lot of people that use a lot of words, and and there's times when I'm that guy where I'll use a lot of fucking words to get to the point where I'm at, where what's my emotion is, right? Yeah. So, so. With the communication, um, oh fuck! I think I've had a little bit too much bourbon. I'm losing my track a little bit. <laughs> All right, everyone. Here's a little bit of realness. Uh, we've been at this for a while, and uh, yeah, we lost our train of thought. So uh, we'll jump back in just uh, on a different topic. Enjoy. And How does Uka who at work with COVID? Because you're fucking haven't you been there since. You COVID. put all this essentially a buffet. It is. You, but it is, but like the guy's doing the fucking shit on the turning fucking table and you're in it's a it's a vat of chicken. Mm. Or noodles and veggies. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I always go meat. Yeah. But it's like it's a vat of, of, of all these different things and you throw them on a plate and then they like they, they do some funny do you know Marvin? <laughs> no. The Martian? <laughs> yeah. Marvin works at Who Hot. He's used to be a physical trainer. And he works at Hoo-Hot now. Sure. And he does the, the spatula fucking whipping and he spins and Gotta he dances make a show and all, all this shit. Yeah it's, yeah, it's it's a show. There's there's a level of like, I worry about salmonella and fucking Hoo-Hot. Because that just sits out for hours. Yeah, I get it. If they're not if they're not busy, there's a lot of it's chicken sitting, sitting there. in the yeah. fucking so, so if you're picking out the chicken and it's still frozen... Mm, I was going to say, it's all frozen, right? If it seems a little it's thawed. It's pre-frozen, yeah. If it's still a little flimsy, a little, little thawed, man, that's why I'd be concerned about the salmonella. Right. But if it's still frozen, you're good. How sad is it that our our, our choice of rest, restaurants is like they have to have frozen meat? Well, when you're talking about buffet style, like who hot yeah. which, I mean, yeah, I get it. Would you really clarify who hot is buffet? No, yeah. but I think as far as contamination-wise, yeah. You Let's see, you're going up to... They, they got the sneeze guard, right? If they got the sneeze guard, I feel like that's oh, a buffet. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you got a fucking... If, if you but they got to cook your food before you eat it. It's like a trough. Yeah. It's yeah. like a trough. You're fucking... Um, <laughs> the, Amer- <laughs> the American cow or American pig. So sure. those that don't know what hoo is, so it's Mongolian. Yeah. But it's, it, it's, it is, it's claimed Mongolian. Okay, it's okay, claimed okay. Mongolian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, got you, you. I got you. I got Thank you. I got you. Thank you. Yeah. But you go, stretch. you grab a plate and you go through the line and you get all this uncooked shit. And so you basically plate your food like a buffet and you make your own plate. Yeah. And then you take it to this fucking rotating disc Benihana. 
Oh, Benny Hanna, fucking a, dude. That's some throwback shit. Thank you for that. Yeah, Benny Hanna. And then the guys cook it up right there. Yeah. So it's like yeah, it's a weird mix of a buffet. It's and a, cook to order. I don't know. It's like the it's like a crossover between having a meal and being entertained. You know, because the, see, but I don't think I've ever been entertained at Hoo Hot. Really? I yeah, am, dude. If I'm sweating and my my tongue is on fire, I've, I've been thoroughly enter- entertained. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah, what does yeah. that mean? How how does your tongue on fire have to do with it being entertaining? Because again, deliciously painful or painfully delicious. That's that's my motto. When that's entertaining to you, like to, to the, me. Yeah, the process dude. of them cooking it. And granted, I don't go to Hoo Hot often. It's but just like ding, ding, it's like a ding, minute. Ding, ding. It's not even. Wait, wait, wait. It's like a minute. You right? don't have Marvin though. Marvin's no. a fucking man. He's I'm got not some a fucking hot, sweet dance moves, fucking... and he's spinning and he's flipping the fucking spatulas and shit, and he's singing at the same time. Like you want to know some hard truth? If we fucking had a tell pa- me the hard truth, motherfucker. If we had a Can't Panda Express around here, I would oh. go to fast food oh. Panda Express no. nine times. Fuck out of you 10 and your Panda Express. Before I would That's go to some Hula. bullshit, Mm-mm. Chicago. I don't care. Oh, like it's fucking amazing. Highway 91 Oasis bullshit. As is, a it, former is it 91 or 94? Is a former Chris, mall food. I'm going to trust you. Is a former mall food worker. <laughs> like fucking food Amanda. court worker. No, man. Panda Pan, Express. I'll Panda Express away, is some bullshit. Nope. Fucking Fuck amazing. Fuck you. You're Panda Express. If I had a million dollars, I'd open a franchise where? right here in the Dells. Where would you? Where have you had Panda Express has been fucking good? The Westtown Mall? They don't have it in Westtown Mall. They used to. Anymore. No, you're thinking. You're thinking fucking other names. This, this guy, yeah, legit yeah, Panda Express. Right. You got to go down to Janesville, or you got to go up to Fond du Lac. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Hey, when's the last time you went to Chicago? It's a great sound. Why the fuck would I go to Chicago? When's the last fucking time you went to Chicago? Uh, Answer my question. Pre-COVID. So, probably two two and a half years ago at a conference. Eau Claire was a fun time. Eau Claire was a fun time. There's a Panda Express in Eau Claire. Okay. <laughs> so here's here's the definition of fucking Panda Express. Okay. When you drive to Chicago, you know what the oasis are, right? Yep. It's those fucking overpass yeah, things full of restaurants and shit. Okay. So when you pull into a fucking a mobile gas station and there's a, a fucking McDonald's and a Starbucks and a Fucking Panda Express. I okay. disagree. Fuck you. They're there. How can you disagree with facts? The Panda Express is there. Fuck. Drive two years, two and a half years ago. It was still there, but you didn't stop. <laughs> it's like it's like it's like the fast food bullshit Chinese restaurant. Yeah. I love I'm you. I'm not saying I'm not saying it's not bullshit Chinese. Uh, I'm just saying it's fucking good. And if I had to choose that over, you know why it's good? Hot, MSG. Probably. MSG is what makes it good. And I'm okay with that. I'll fucking eat that shit. I worked for Max Orient. There was no okay. MSG. My seal <laughs> is about to explode. Look, this is getting guys heated. Carry it hang, hang this your is getting heated. Sir. We're going to take a Ike break. We'll have to come back to the real conversations. Yeah, let's deviate. Fuck. We were talking about fighting. We've and, So here's the thing. Here's and, the thing, and, Chris. And how here's the thing, get, Chris. Yes, please. Bring us back. These home. conversations always... Start in a topic, and then they go fucking who Tangents. knows where. That's geometry, I believe. Yeah, I mean, this is this is not a parallelogram. <laughs> um, and uh, polygraphs. I don't know. So this started as a fighting conversation, and we heard Ike's fighting story, 
and now we're on Panda Express. I feel like so, I changed it somehow with with the conversation I had because I. That's fine. We can blame you. Sure, please. I'm okay with that. Uh, I, I I can take it. You want to you want to dive back into fighting? You ever been to a fight? I I've been in one fight in my life, like but legit, I, I, legit, legit one fight. And yeah. It was it was previous to middle school. Uh, it was elementary school still. We were at so Baraboo area. We had a sock hop in Sock City Ooh, where we could sock hop like roller skating, roller shit? skating, yeah. and then at some point we kicked those motherfuckers off and we just danced in our socks and did the the limbo. So uh, I, I was there with an acquaintance. I wouldn't even say friend. His name was Nate. And um, at some point, I was walking by, and he, he started hitting me. You know, I'm, I'm gesturing with open hands. You're gesturing, slapping. It, it, to me, that's what it was like. Okay. And uh, and I just wound up, smacked him once. And that's where I mentioned, like, when when uh, <laughs> Ike was talking about uh, hitting, and he said you know, he fractured this bone here right next to the the The, 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 the eye. The eye, you know, it's... I'm gonna say occipital below, but it's not even close. It's right next to the eye bone, and I he said he told me that I fractured it, and we had to have a multitude of guidance counselor meetings about it. But yeah, he just started slapping me, and I had to wind up and hit him. And the next time I saw him, we were in that little section where you get all your tickets and you can cash them in for a prize, and or get food. And he was calling his his parents, and he. It was a little bit of a swell right there in the eye, and that that was that was yeah. that. And the next time, I next thing I knew it, my dad was there picking me up. See, I wonder that was the, the only fight I was in, and that was before middle school. I wonder what the I wonder if there's a f- defining moment when like swinging at someone turns into a fight, right? So Ike's Ike's one one and one. That's two punches. Yours is like dude, some he, slaps dude, and a punch. Dude is hitting me. Okay, I feel like that was self defense. I was I was yeah, being yeah. hit, and then I was like, hey, I. Fisticuffs, no, yeah. right to the face. I've been in a couple like that was it though. One punch things too, but I don't classify those as fights. Would you, what would you wait, classify? Wait, wait, what as? would you classify as a fight? Like legit, like everyone gets a couple swings, everyone gets a couple hits. I don't know. So like the the quote unquote one punch. I've been I've been in like so I've been at a couple parties and my friend was like giving me shit and he's oh you don't have the fucking balls to hit me and then you just turn around and fucking punch him in the gut and then he pukes all over the place. Because yeah, it's not a fight. That's just a hitting the kid, that's and I get in your a difference. In your case, I get like you took a swing and he took a swing. It was over, and Two it was swings. over. Yeah. Right. So is that a fight? Two swings? It's totally a fight. What, what does a fight mean? I don't know. That's what I'm trying to. That's what I'm trying to figure out. So, I I just stepped back in from taking a little seal break. <laughs> um, hang so hanging the headset. Hanging the headset. Oh, I really like that. I'm telling you, it's a it's a thing, dude. Hang in the headset, Kyle. We <laughs> have to remember thing. that shit. Yeah. That's like that's like I I see that as a as a sticker somehow. I'm 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 hanging the headset. Happy to contribute. Thank you, man. So, I think that like again, going back to like what we've talked about so many times tonight is the emotion of what it feels like. A fight is a fucking fight if it feels like a fight. Mm-hmm. It, maybe sometimes fights don't even involve a fist. Sure. You know? Sure. But if... Yeah, I mean, I guess you get into verbal fights all the time, right? Yeah. Sure. Yeah, a fight's a fight. There's a physical fight, and, and there's an emotional, mental fight. Yeah, for, for sure. sure. A scuff. 
So when I was in hockey, I got in a lot of scuffs. Yeah. Yeah. Again, I wouldn't classify those as fights because A, I'm wearing fucking gloves and B, I'm wearing a face mask. Yeah. So my question is this. When you say, when you, when you want to, I'm going to call you out a little bit. Yeah, go for it. And I love you. You downplay your shit. So it's like, you downplay like, eh, maybe I threw a punch, but it wasn't a fight. You know, it's like, here's the thing. You're a fucking man. Okay. <laughs> So like you say, oh, I had some scuffs. So I wouldn't call them fights. Why don't you want to call it a fight? Because somebody might fucking look at you and say, "Oh, he's been in a fight." No, I don't care if you think I got in a fight. I just, so so I why do you downplay it? Because it you're was, in fucking hockey, man. It was it was just what it was. What what is it? Hockey. So almost, this, wait wait. At the, at the time, I there's a lot of people listening right now that don't know. It is what it was, what that means. So in hockey, when I would get into quote-unquote scuffs, it's usually because my best man, fucking Zach. My best man. My best man was my goalie, and I just felt the need to protect him. And so when someone would fucking take a swing at our goaltender who covered the puck, I felt like I had to knock him on their ass. So what'd you do? I fucking hit Not him. him. <laughs> okay. That's a fucking fight. Bro. And occasionally it got into a little bit more where we're, you know, face to face and we're swinging a couple times. Yeah. That's not a, that's but a fight. It's I guess it's a fight, too. but at the same time, I just feel like youth hockey or even high school hockey, mm-hmm. you're wearing fucking padded gloves and a face mask. Like, yeah, you're not going to do any harm. If you're punching somebody that has a face mask, oh, it's still a fight. That's fair. That's, that's fair enough. That's where I'm coming from. It's like, I'm fully geared up. It's not like me swinging at you is simply me trying to make a point. It's not me trying to hurt you because I know I can't because you have a fucking face yeah, mask. So on. and yeah, gloves are like two inches thick. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so so you're kind of like you're you're having an episode in a padded room. Yeah. You know. So yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. you can. That's a good way to put it. You can. But your arms are free. Yeah, your arms are free. <laughs> right. Right. You're not in a straight jacket, but it's it's like you're you're expressing yourself and you can throw some punches. But at the end of the day, you don't really. You know, inside, you're not going to do any damage. Right. Okay. So I, I, that's true because here's the thing when you step across the fucking line and you know there's a good chance you're going to fucking break somebody's jaw or you're going to leave a welt on their face or you're going to give them a black eye, that's a different thing. Right. Right. That's a, I, so like, so I've, I've never purposely swung at someone's head. Right. So the, the bear. Wait, fist- wait, wait. With a mask on? Even or just no, ever. no, with a mask on, yeah, like that's where you fucking aim yeah. for. They got a fucking. So mask you're not, you like, never purposely tried to hurt somebody, right? Like when I when I've swung at people with non hockey related, so I'm not wearing fucking gloves and they're not wearing a mask. It's always been body shots mm-hmm. because it's, I'm just making a point. Like I'm not trying to fucking hurt you, and I don't need to give you a black what, eye. What point are you making? Fucking back off! Wait, 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 though. <laughs> wait, 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 though. If you're if you're trying to make a point to back off. But it doesn't hurt them. How are you conveying your point? Tobacco, um, because typically it doesn't it, fucking it, hurt. What sometimes? It, it, but no, 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 no. It, it usually involved alcohol. Okay. And it usually ended up with a nice gut shot. Relates to them going down on two knees and vomiting, mm. all over the place. especially when you have alcohol. Exactly. Yeah. If there's like, so that's pretty fucking effective. Right now? The fucking yeah. gut shot. <laughs> that's pretty uh, effective. That's fucking, it's super effective. So, so it's just it's just knowing your point. And my point isn't to fucking break your so, nose or to give you a black eye because I don't want to take that shot either. The gut shot is something about like between friends. If you have a gut shot, yeah, that's you. 
that's one of those things where I can. So I'm going to tell a little, little side story and kind of wrap it all up. But when I was in high school, I had this best friend of mine. And uh, we're playing fucking darts, right? We're just throwing some darts. And we kind of get a little pissy with each other. And I go and fucking yank his darts out of the board because he's throwing on a turn. And when I turn around, he fucking punches me right in the gut. Out of nowhere, he hits me in the fucking guts. And you're right. I took a knee instantly. I went right down because it took my wind. I wasn't expecting it. So when you hit somebody in the guts, you're sending a message. You hit somebody in the face, it's a different message. Right. I would but agree. you hit somebody in the guts, it's like, I, I don't even know how to define it's it. It's like but, the warning. Yeah, it's a warning. It's a warning that, like, I'm willing to go there. Yeah. You know, and if you're not, here's a little fucking, I'm going to test you. I'm going to put you in the fucking guts. And if you hit the ground and you're not willing to stand back up and punch me in the face, then you're not willing to go there. It's a, it's an interesting test. Because yeah. I got punched in the guts, and you know what? I wasn't ready. I wasn't willing to go there. I was afraid. You know, when I was a, a young man, I got knocked on my knees in the guts. And there was a piece of me that was like, I'm not ready for this shit. You know, I wasn't, I wasn't ready for that. That's a, that's a good way to articulate it. So thanks. But yeah, no, that, so that's the extent of it, right? Otherwise, I don't know. At some point in our lives, everybody's been through a fight, whether it's physical, emotional, mental, whatever, right? We're all throwing punches, whether it's Mm -hmm. physical, mental, verbal, whatever, verbal punches, mental punches, they're all there. And I think either way, whatever we, we come out of it, there's there's growth that comes out of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because we learn something from it. What what did you learn from your experience there, Kyle, when, when you when you threw that punch or when, when you when you got into that fist of cuffs fight? Well, when I threw the gut punch. Scuff. The gut punch. Yeah, it's it's scuff. a fist of cuffs, right? You you had your ball fist. <laughs> it's a fucking scuff. It was uh don't let alcohol change your mind about your friends because they're fucking assholes when they drink. That's what happens with <laughs> alcohol, though, right? It, it changes your your judge. It, it affects Chris, that pre. Stop being the fucking optimist here. No, 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 no. and put no, no. lessons on me. I, I love this motherfucker because of his optimism. Glasses Chris, half full. I fucking love it. I love it that what, your glasses what half What was full. the quote from uh, from League? I knew this fucker was going to turn this into a lesson. God oh, yeah, damn. yeah. I knew what he was going to... That's, that's a mentor, motherfucker. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> Shut up, Chris. Fucking yes. name. <laughs> so, so did you ever want to learn how to fight? Yeah. I want to today. You want to today. Every fucking day, I wake up, and it's like, I want to know... So, okay. So, there's a... There's a um, when you walk around... Like, say you're walking downtown, right? You carry yourself different. If you know, if you look around mm. and there's not a motherfucker in your sight that can fuck you up, there's a confidence that comes with that. Yeah. There's a confidence. And it's not even like, it's not a facade anymore. 
It's a real confidence that you can walk down the street and you can say that you're not like worried at all that somebody could fuck you up. Could it be it's, an arrogance as well? Yeah. It, 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 to, the, to the point of the Oklahoma football player, yes. It could be a total fucking arrogance. But when there's a difference between a confidence and arrogance. So if you're walking... It's a fine you, line, though. If you're walking down the street and you feel like you can take care of yourself, but you're not trying to exert that upon yeah. somebody else. There's a that's where it changes. If you're walking down the street and you bump shoulders with somebody and you're the guy that's like, hey man, I'm sorry, didn't mean to bump into you. Mm-hmm. Or you're the guy that's like, hey man, what the fuck are you trying to do? Why are you bumping into me? Yeah. There's a, that's the line. Yeah. That's the line where it changes between arrogance and confidence. But I would love because I'm not I'm not at that point where I I, I could get into a fight. So I had this conversation with my son. He's 21 years old. And he's thinking, he's in college. And he's like, well, I thought about, like, there's these bars that need a bouncer, you know. And it's like, I could, you know, they, they've asked me. Because he's he's pretty, he's jacked. Yeah. He's, he's built. muscular. He's yeah. built. And like, okay, you be a good guy. He's six foot three, you know. He looks good. He's strong. You know, all these things. Can it's I like, ask what college he goes to? He goes to Stevens Point. Okay. Right on. So he wants to go, he wants to go. Not that he wants this, but he's at, he's been asked, do you want to be a bouncer? And I remember being 21, and it's like, I was strong. It's like, fuck yeah, I'll be a bouncer, because I want to be that guy. I want to be the guy that stands in the fucking line that's going to gonna hold everybody accountable, because I'm going to be that guy. But if you're going to be that guy, you better fucking be able to be that guy. Yeah. Because somebody's going to step up and is going to make you make sure you're that guy. You know, like yeah. they're going to test you. And so Real- reality check for right. sure. Yeah. <laughs> and so in my 40s, I realize I've had that young man confidence that I want to be that guy. And at, at times I felt like that guy because I'm strong and I'm mm-hmm. tall and I'm big. But if if I get punched in the mouth and I'm bleeding, what does that feel like? I don't know. So You don't know that? I don't. I've never been punched in the face yeah. in a yeah. way where I'm bleeding from my mouth, and I know what that, like, I've gotten in fights with my cousin. He punched me, you know, but I've never been in a full-on scrap. Yeah. You know? Nearby. So I want to, there's a piece of me that wants to, to, to be trained in a way where I walk down the street where, I'm wise enough at 43 to know that I don't need to get into a scrap, but also I'm I'm trained enough at 43 to know that if I did get into scrap, I would be okay. Yeah, you know, there's it's that it's that balance. I feel like, like that's any form of martial arts, whether sorry, it's yeah. mixed martial arts, whether it's Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Yeah, are you talking jiu-jitsu, karate? You know, yeah, whatever. Are you talking fucking Fight Club shit? Like, I just want to feel it and I want to deliver it. Okay, Fight Club is different. I think Fight Club can't is talk like, about Fight Club. No, Don't you can't it. talk That's about rule number one. It. So, so outside of Fight Club, if we're not talking about Fight Club, <laughs> <laughs> there's a. I think there's like a fucking nuclear reactor and people that do stuff that's not Fight Club that would be like Fight Club if we were talking about Fight Club. <laughs> that, that's like if you if you engage with them, there's no turning back. 
It's a great soundboard. Can we keep that? Can you record? Did you record that? He got it. Okay. He got it. There's no fucking turning back. No. You flip the switch, and it's and it's it's like it's over until I can't move. That's Fight Club to me. Yeah. Like there's there's like these people that are just fucking waiting for that moment to unleash the beast. So, do you're doing the water? Do you need some whiskey over there? No. You fucking liar. I just realized I have some more in my, uh, what's this called again? I don't know. It's Glen Ranji. The, the, the glass. Oh, it's a Glen Karen. Glen Karen. Glen Karen. Yeah, but what's the actual, like, thing called? What thing? A daft? A derved? Dr- a dram. <laughs> it's dram. a dram. Daft? That's a fucking, if you're, if, if you're English, a daft is like, if you're daft, you're fucking. Stupid. You're stupid. Yeah. You daft. Otherwise, draft beer. That was close. Shut up, everyone. Okay. <laughs> As we wrap up, because we're, we're wrapping up. up. Yeah, we're wrapping up. I was up. doing the math. We we were at, like, before this episode, like 15 or almost 16 hours of recorded content posted. We just hit over 20, so. We got to make a sticker. Yeah, man. Hey, look. A patch. Whiskey, I... <sighs> Gasoline like and rocket fuel, baby. <laughs> I like it. Oh my god, gasoline and, and rocket smoky fuel. Smoky dirt. Right, that's that's my takeaways. So what's the title gonna be of this episode? There's good question. There's so many. Ike's monologue. I'm title TBD. Uh I, I don't envy you if you gotta edit this shit. So I appreciate Keep in mind you. my shitty fucking internet. This will take a day and a half to upload, so well, it's not getting posted until Tuesday. Much love. Much love to Kyle. Thank you so much. Hey, much love to I'll Chris. Be busy. Thank you for showing Chris, up, brother. Chris, appreciate you coming, man. I appreciate Thanks the for hanging. invite. So, uh, Thanks really, for hanging. I wanna, really, guys. I want to say that I want to honor you. You're stepping up for these, these fucking kids. No, 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 no. No, wait, stop. Hang on. Don't self-deprecate at this moment <laughs> because what you're doing right now is you're showing up in a way that's not self-serving. Okay, that's fucking rare, and I want to thank you for that. Like you're showing up for young young men and young women in this in this world that you're trying to help them discover themselves, and that's fucking beautiful, man. Yeah, grateful you for you. I appreciate that. I appreciate the 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 love you've given me in brown liquid. And Mm, (laughs) much appreciation. Good brown liquid, man. Made some investments there, Mister Ike. Appreciate it. Fuck yeah, man. This is. I got, I got to take a picture of this one. I can't tell you how excited I was clink, clink. when I went shopping for tonight. Yeah. It was, oh, I was like, I went to two different stores. Ooh. Oh, fuck yeah, man. So I found the Highland Park at one store, and I was like, okay, so what do I want to bring tonight? It's like, okay, so the Glamourangie, I knew because this beautiful capitalist society we live in, I knew that I could get the Glamourangie at another store for $7 cheaper, so I went over there. It's it's, only- it's, I like it. Again, I'm glad, I'm glad you you strayed away from the 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 basic. Is oh, as I was yeah. given Glenn Levitt's. Yeah. So the yeah. basic, the basic. We're not basic bitches in this house. We're not. We're not. We're not basic bros, bro. All right. So thank you, everybody. I appreciate you yeah, all. We're wrapping. It's been up. a long fucking time. If you're still with us, we appreciate you. Woo. Hope this gets posted on our normal weekend time frame. If not, apologies. But you guys rock, and uh, yeah. Have a great week. Thanks, y'all. We'll hang our headphones to you. Happy Saturday. (laughs) Later. Bye.